Okay, then. Well, welcome to Critical Apocalypse episode 97. The audience, the viewer, I don't really address them often, do I? I actually think this is the first time I've addressed people in the intro. You didn't so, address anyone there. Welcome. Welcome, listener, to Crit Apocalypse episode 97. Welcome to the magic, the mysticism. It's episode 98. 98, the romance, hmm. the, the ennui. You don't know what ennui is. Ennui is a feeling of sadness mm. or un, un <laughs> inexplicable sadness, isn't yeah. it? Ennui? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is that it? Do you know? Sure. sure Do you know for French sure what it bullshit. is? What? Some French bullshit. Some French bullshit. Um, welcome to episode ninety-eight. This is, if you don't know, a bi-weekly podcast in which we talk about stuff and things that we've done. Normally, it's a video game or a film or music or TV toilet paper. or toilet paper or chocolate bars or or Nintendo Switches or PCs or a chocolate bar. You know, you never know. You never know what we're going to review. We can review anything, but most of the time, it's nerdy shit. So, Anne, how are you doing this week? How are you feeling? As a feeling human? a sense of ennui. <laughs> feeling a sense of ennui. 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 Genuine. Is he one so, of the ones who did bad things? I don't know. I don't know. Genuine, probably. But he did the song Pony from oh. uh, that trailer for Magic Mike XXL, which was actually pretty great, where he's just... He's making he's making himself some furniture for his business. And all of a sudden he goes, bow. Bow, bow, bow. And then he strips. Yeah, and he starts stripping, starts dancing, doing some sexy dances. I'll tell you what, right? Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the guy that admits this. I wish I was Channing Tatum for just a day. Stuff I do with that body. Probably kiss boys. So much sexing. He loves kissing boys. I'd sex boys. I'd sex Mm. girls. I'd sex, you know. That's good. Sexy animals. I'd sex them in the evening. Sex them in the morning. Mm. All over this land. I'd sex out danger. I'd sex out warning. I'd sex out the love between a brother and a sister all over this land. Let's just bring religion into this. I didn't put religion. I'll talk about sex and stuff. <sighs> this one of what the do you think things. the hammer was? So, okay, so... Um, so I, I just, Waste some time. Before we start the review portion of the show, we usually have like a little bit of a back and forth. You do. We usually have a bit of a back. It's like basically like chuckle vision nowadays, the chuckle I know, brothers. Right? It's, it's, it's just throw whatever out there, It's right? just to it's me. Just, no... You, no, you don't want to. You, do you want to do it back and forth? Do you want me to ask you questions? How do you feel about GamerGate? How do you feel about wars? How do you, how how do you, how, how do you feel about about Theresa May? Brexit? Question mark. What is Article Thirteen, and why should I be worried? You know that. You know what that is. You you were so close to giving me an answer then. Just why. Why what? You said that there's no back and forth. I'm asking you questions. Yeah, I just, you know, but... You want to just get on with it? Can do. You want to just start I mean, Before stuff. you just start ranting about you something. You want to just ran, ram it in. Before you say something dangerous. What's dangerous about the stuff I say? All sorts of stuff. When have I ever said anything dangerous? All the time. Nazis are cunts. And incels are freaks. Yeah. Trump fucks kids. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's not, that's not provocative stuff. That's just the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. Look. Right. He... You're going to lose us the 18 to 34 male market of incels. <laughs> We're going to lose the evangelicals as well. Yeah. And they're really key because, oh God, if we could get them. We can't We can't lose any market No, audience members. Because we don't hold any. Yeah. That's a secret. Fail in all, lose none. You hold something. What do you mean? <gasps> You're talking about my balls. Possibly. Because of that accident. 
And mm. now I have to keep them. Yeah, it's carrying them in your hands. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to send a little zip bag. Like the guy from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Except instead of me having them there unconnected from my body, these are just dangling from the veins. Mm. Just sitting there, Sexy. out and about. Yeah. Every so often I catch them in a zip. No. <laughs> you know when you sometimes, when you're itching, and you accidentally just catch a vein, you just like you just clip it a bit too... Oh, God. Trim your fingernails. <laughs> I like wearing my Freddy Krueger glove while I hitch my ball sack. Mm. Oh, that's why I have to wear tampons. Anyway, so, welcome to Crit Apocalypse. As I said, we're a review show. I'm first this week. We take it in terms. We alternate. This is, you know, it's not a rictatorship. It's a rickocracy. Um, and we are going to gonna go back into forwards. I'm going to go first this week. You're going to go first next week, yeah? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. You feel okay with that? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Is there anything I can do to make you feel better about the situation right now? You can start reviewing things. I'm going to start reviewing things because it would make Ant feel better. Ant, if I told you right now hmm. I knew the secret to eternal happiness, what would you say to me? That's nonsense. Your body naturally, like, you know, uses dopamine to regulate your emotional state. So once you do feel happy, it will bring you back down before too long. It's not possible. You're absolutely right, Ant. The secret is religion. I'm going to talk to you about God's Not Dead Free. Is that okay? This third one? Yeah, there is. For fuck's sake. So I'm going to talk to you about is What's Not... His Face playing the devil again? I'm going to talk... No, no, Kevin Sorbo's not in this. He not died Kevin in the first Sorbo, one. Kevin Sorbo, the guy from Twin Peaks. Ray Wise? Yeah. He's him. not in this one. The one who got shrimmed all over in he Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. It's you, mean, you mean the dad from Infection who eventually yeah. became a Spider-Man? No, who's the devil in um, that show? What was that show? Not Chuck, it was similar to Chuck, but it involved I the know devil. what the answer is, but I'm just waiting. Yeah, to... I didn't watch Tyler it. Tyler Bean was in it. Yeah, Tyler Bean. He yeah. would have been like my, well, my mate Luke, he picked him as like his choice to play um, the main character in a Megas XLR. XLR film. Yeah, everyone yeah. did, because yeah. he's the best choice. Yeah, I want to make a Megas XLR film. He's in the second series. And I wouldn't of... see Joy Megas. It would be a guy in a suit. You just want to go in a suit? Yeah. He was too skinny. Right, I'll have a guy. No, the freaking Megas, the robot. No, but. It'd be a guy in a suit, rubber, in a cardboard suit, plastic suit, tokusatsu style. Would you see Joe out his head? Yeah, maybe. Put a car in there. He's got a car head. Yeah. Hey, so, talking of Tyler Levine. Anyway, you're reviewing God's Not Dead. Free. Yeah, but you were talking about Reaper, so I wanted to talk about Reaper for a second. Yeah. So Reaper was cancelled after two seasons. It had actually quite a good season two closing episode. Hmm. I really liked Reaper. Did you watch all of Reaper? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch any of it? No. Do you know that Kevin Smith directed, Kevin Smith directed the pilot? Yeah, because... You know, need work. Yeah, probably. Anyway, you're supposed to be reviewing God's Not Dead Free. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm going to review God's Not Dead Free. So yeah, I need to set the time this, codes in. Let's Jeez. set this movie synopsis up. So, uh, there's a background character in God's Not Dead 1 and 2. There's actually two background characters in God's Not Dead 1 and 2. I'm going to nickname them because I can't remember the names of the actors or the people, and it doesn't really matter because who's going to watch this fucking movie? You. Well, I did, yeah, but I did it for the good of the people. No. Yeah. Because I set the standard for what people, you know, watch. You're making the sacrifice. I make the sacrifice. Yeah. They make with the ears. And for that, I love them. I adore them. You are all my children. And be good to each other. So anyway, God's not dead free. Let me set it up for you. A kid breaks up with his girlfriend. He gets angry. We're going to name him ex-boyfriend. We're going to name his girlfriend ex-girlfriend. Ex-boyfriend gets upset because his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, dumps him. He decides in anger, lashing out, he's going to throw a rock through the window of a church. 
Not because of any specific reason to do with the church, as far as I remember, but I was a little bit drunk when I was watching this. Anyway, throws a rock for a So he doesn't blame God for... Final Destination style, the rock pings off a thing and starts some gas going like crazy. But it also smashes a bulb. So, smash the bulb, turns on gas. Priest man and priest man's How friend... How much force does he have on shh. the throw? Priest man and priest man's friend, Black Priest are walking down the road one day and Priest Man goes, oh, I forgot to turn off the church stove. I don't think there's a stove. I think it was a light, but bear with me. Black Priest goes, you know what? Because I'm a priest and I know what God would like. They're going to kill the Black Priest right away. Listen, listen. Don't predict it. Black Priest goes, daredevil. Look, listen. Right, listen. Stop getting in the way of this. God's going to be real unhappy with you if you don't let me get this out. So Black Priest goes, hey, I'm a priest. I know what to do. I'm going to do you a favour. I'm going to go down and I'm going to go and turn off the, the light slash stove. So he goes downstairs. Black Priest turns on the light. What's it happen? Sparks. Explosion. Destroys the church. Kills Black Priest. Of course it does. Because they're expendable. Because the Christians, black folk are expendable. Exactly. Yeah. White Priest gets angry. White Priest goes, fuck, they blow up my church. College man, who is the owner of the college, dean of the college. College man says, hey, churches are shit. They only incite violence and anger. Let's get rid of the church. If people want to pray, there's a church down the road. Can you no talking into the mic and not either side of the mic? Sorry, I'm doing stereo. Jesus. So so the college man says, hey, look, right, we don't need a church here. There's a church down the road. Fuck this church. There's too many religions anyway. Just go to that church if you want to pray. Don't fucking matter. You can go to a synagogue and pray. God doesn't care as long as you're praying. You can pray at home. You can pray in your toilet. You can pray wherever you want. It doesn't matter. God's everywhere. And he's not dead. That's specifically said in the title. Hmm. So College Man says, what we're going to do is we're going to turn that into housing for students. Smart idea. We're also going to turn it into a couple of classrooms. Smarter idea. We're going to make it so this learning, this education palace can go on being, you know, the business and the education palace it needs to be. Now, what does does White Priest say? What does Priest Man say? He says, hey, get your fucking hands off my church. I'm going to keep my church. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing because apparently he owns the property. Don't know how that fucking happened. And he goes... Well, they've got a lot of money. Apparently. And he goes, and he goes, I'm going to get my brother to come down here and help me. Now, who's Priest Man's brother? That's Kevin right. Sorbo. No, that's right. It's Big Fat Greek Husband. The guy from Big Fat Greek Wedding who plays the husband. Big Fat Greek Husband. I'm going to call him Greek Husband going forward. Can't remember his name. He was in Sex and the City. He comes down and goes, oh, yeah. he goes, brother, listen now, brother. Brother, listen now. Brother, Mr. Big. Brother, listen, Mr. Big. Brother, listen yeah. to me. Listen to me, brother. We're gonna, we're gonna save your church, but it's gonna be tough. Listen to what I say. And Priestman goes, I just got a phone call telling me that ex-boyfriend blew up the church and killed my best friend. I'm not gonna report him to the police. I'm gonna go. <coughs> so he decides to go beat him up. What does he do? He roughs him up it's a little bit. Like and he goes, listen, 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 listen. Don't you tell me what a good priest sounds like. Eye for an eye. The Bible says it. If someone's sodomizing your daughter, you kill your daughter. Is it because along with his hired else. help died. Listen, well, I say hired. Listen, listen, listen. I don't know what the situation is. I didn't see Black Priest get paid, and he lived in the church. So, for as far as I know, he was working for the church, possibly with no money. I don't think that's slavery. Don't say it's slavery. These are Christians. They're a bit nuts. Don't listen to me. They're not slave owners. They're totally from the south. Whatever. Priest man says, "Hey, let's do this." He goes to beat up the kid. Doesn't beat up the kid. They go to court. His brother helps him with the case. Oh, it turns into another courtroom drama. Oh, they're all courtroom dramas, and they're always courtroom dramas about racism. I don't know why, or gay people. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm not saying the church has someone against gay people and other people of other colours. I don't know. 
But Jesus is pretty white these days. Pretty sure he wasn't white back in the days. Anyway, everybody wins. By that, I mean Jesus wins because it's a Christian movie. So um, the students get a... Another church again, another church again, mega church. And then Greek husband goes, I love cheeseburgers, I love beer, and I'm not going to be Christian. And his brother's like, it's okay because I accept you for what you are. And he goes, I'm going to be Christian now. Well, there's already another church nearby. Yeah, there's already a church nearby. And it's a regular Christian church? There's like 50 churches. There's like a panning shot over the town at one point, and there's like three churches in view. See, a good Christian priest would be like, okay, you know what? yeah, let's turn this into something for the community. Yeah. That's not a church. They yeah. can educate people. They give them a ton of money as well. You know, maybe stop uh, kids going on the wrong side of the tracks. At one point, at one point, they have a conversation about how much money is received for the church. And it's like, they're way above what you should get for the church. You can go by another church. And you're like, no, I want my church. So already... Yeah, his got, church was really flammable. Yeah, he's got pride. And there's a dead pride. guy in the bottom sin. of it. Deadly sin. But anyway, the film. That film's pretty bad, man. Really? Yeah, like real bad. Jeez, so, so uh, like I don't know if ever you've you've read about God's Not Dead the movies. So the first one's about um, the Kevin first one's Sorbo. about the kid kid going against Kevin Sorbo and saying like, "Listen, God is real." And it was based on a cl- uh, classroom thing in which basically a Christian. It's based kid, on that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. This no. reminds me of an episode of Star Trek: there's The Next like, Generation, where like Picard's been kidnapped and the guy's like, "No, you got to tell me how many lights there are." And there's like th- there's four yeah. lights, and he keeps saying, "No, there's three lights." And he's like, Picard won't say there's three lights. He keeps saying, no, there's four lights. Mm. There's four lights. So, yeah, so essentially it's kind of like that. But when you look yeah. into the actual background of it, because they all say they're based on true story. If you look into the background of it, it's always stuff like um, people going to court over gay cakes. It's based on Facebook posts. No, no, no. It's, like, it's like people going to court over gay ca- gay cakes. There's people like white supremacists. Oh, that woman who lost, a play, lost yeah. her seat. There's people, like, mm. there's people that are white supremacists that have gone to court over religious texts in classrooms. There's people that have... Um, rallied against creationism as opposed to scientific research. There's people that have um, refused to teach history because history conflicted with religion and they believe that religion is more important in schools. History is a bit more there, accurate. There's a few. There's a few cases in which it was based on. Um, it was based on things like um, the teaching of teaching of anything to do with um, with um, sexual health. You know, stuff like there's. It's a very shady practice of saying based on a true story when it's not based on any true story. Someone went to court. It's based on a true story as Fargo was. Yeah. Um, One of the most interesting aspects. Fargo's good. So the the series is really good, and the film actually. Um, But the first series, there's a bunch of B plots, and in the and the sequels, there's B plots, right? So you got ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend. That it still says based on true story, despite that B plot being completely fabricated for the story. God's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, and like and like the loose the loose tangents that they actually have that they use to make the story they don't say this is based on several true stories they don't say that this this has pieces from several true this is based on a true story mm-hmm. and as soon as they say that there are Christians out there that will watch this and go oh someone's being like this let's is, make a statue to this white yeah. man shit like this is why there's so many people saying that Christians are the most persecuted religion on the earth. Yeah. The reason that people say that is because they believe that every time you say Christianity, uh, or every time you're critical of someone who is clearly not a Christian but but says they hold Christian beliefs, someone like Donald Trump, someone like the evangelicals in America, you know, as soon as you say to them what you're doing is against Christianity, they go, "Oh God, I'm being persecuted as a Christian. You can't do this. You yeah. can't say that." And that's not how it works. That's not how life works. You're not being persecuted because someone's saying the truth. You're being persecuted by your own belief because you think that's all there is. And that's, that's not true. Life is multifaceted. There are so many people that die because religious people are often 
often damning of change. That's the problem with religion. It doesn't change over time. It stays the same. It stagnates. No, it changes quite a lot. Well, That's it, one of the things they keep forgetting. The Bible like gets rewritten years like ago, all the time. Like four hundred years. No, I think the, the Bible's, Bible's been rewritten like as recently as the last like fifty years. Really? Like, they change stuff all the time. Well, like the the the, the text now, the King George, is it the King mm. George's Bible was like the big one. It's that's like the Church three, of England one. Isn't years, it? Yeah, three four hundred years old. That's that's where they are. So like, it, there was all these people, for lack of a better word, teaching it like it's the gospel truth. Mm. The problem is that this is rewritten by people that had ulterior motives. Yeah. You look at the story, I've, I know I've used this as an example before, but I've asked, I've got people in my life that are Christians, oh. and I, I've read the Bible. Oh. And when you read the Bible, you understand that it's a romantic text. Religion is romantic. Religion is it's all about the words used and the romanticism of the language. It's almost like Shakespeare. But like the Hunger Games. No, it's, it's almost like Shakespeare. It's quite a lot like the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's almost Especially like- Old Testament. <laughs> It's almost like Shakespeare in the way they write. They write and they they paint with their words and they say these things, these grand statements and these these stories. They weave a fantastic and they, it's it, some of it is like reading, like a like a. So it's like, like reading. A, it's like reading historic fiction, like fantasy. Yeah. And the thing is, his fanfic. Well, That's what it is. The reason it's romantic, the reason it's like this, is because they want you to fall in love with these ideas. One day, someone's going to dig up some like friggin' Harry Potter fanfic and think that's a new religion. <laughs> yeah, they found. But, Dum 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 dum. It works. Clearly, it works because yeah. people are in love. I suppose Mormons is the fan fucking Christian <laughs> religion, isn't it? Yeah. Um, people people clearly love it, and they like they love religion. They love these ideas. But why are the films so shit? Why good is, Christian films. Name a good Christian film other than Passion of the Christ. That's not even a good Christian film. No. <laughs> other than Dogma. Um, good Christian film. Yeah, Dogma. Yeah. Yeah, Dogma is is actually it's about Catholicism, yeah. and it's yeah. pretty much to the T. Yeah, but yeah, like religious texts, religious books are so oh, fascinating. The fucking Jesus Christ film, Martin Scorsese did that everyone hates. The one with Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone hates that one. Yeah, the reason Life of Brian. So a lot, <laughs> a lot of religious texts are interesting. If it, I, I think there can be something like there can be something gained for those who who don't have the moral compass that most people are naturally born with. I think there can be something gained from having that structure to life, having those rules, having that taught to you. It can help people. Yeah. But I just, just at the same time, take it as uh, yeah, hundred percent. At the same time, I every time I use the example, like I, as I said, I know Christian people, I know Christian friends, and they they there's one of them teaches in a school that has Christian beliefs, like it's like one of those Church of England schools, and they say when I teach that story, when I've got my class there, and I tell them the story of the fish and the bread and how Jesus fed all these people, and they're sitting there and their eyes are wide and they're thinking, oh, this man did this amazing thing, did this amazing thing hundreds of years ago, and I and I. When he told me this, when he told me like Those people me, starved. No, when he, told, <laughs> when he told me the story about how he spoke about this and how he I, and I said, so how how much of the story do you tell them? Because the initial part is so there's like twenty people, right? Mm. Twenty to thirty people. Some kid has some bread and some fish, and no one else has any food. So he breaks up and he gives everybody a little piece, mm. right? But what people don't remember and what people don't read into is more people kept coming, right? Yeah, and all those people had food. And the more people that came, the more food they had. The more food they had, the more people they could feed. And you forget about that shit. Like, the people that teach... No, Jesus' them, magic food out of thin air. That's the thing. That's what people believe. It's made fish. They came people don't dick. read the text. It's clear in the text that other people brought food. And they were willing to share it because they saw the bounty that he created from the small night. And it wasn't a bounty. They should rewrite he it and just, it. like, chop up the poor people and feed them to the <laughs> others. 
It's just it's, that'd be it's, the capitalist it, version of. <laughs> it's frustrating to live in a world now where Christian doesn't mean what it used to believe, what it used to mean, and I don't, I don't think that it can be a bad. I don't think it is a bad thing to be a Christian. I think it's a bad thing to be to be an evangelical. They lock Christian. you off if you say you're Christian these days. I think it's a bad thing to say jail. you're an evangelical. I think it's a bad thing to follow Donald Trump and say you're a Christian. I think it's a bad thing to own a gun and believe you're a Christian. They, they conflict. Why don't people see this? They're so so fucking passionate about this. What about stuff. the film? But they're so How's passionate the about the <laughs> It's bad. There's low, there's one drone shot, and you can tell they only had the drone for a day because it's like it's just one shot, and then they're like, never again. Oh. And the church setting is clearly just a church with some logs. You really use helicopters for those yeah. shots, and that's just yeah, a drone. So you get GoPro shots, and it's fucking fish eye lens. Some aren't too bad. Some mm-hmm. aren't too bad. They do properly have they do big drones, don't they? That have like proper batteries. I think one of my cameras. favorite helicopter shots ever is that one at the start Heat. of the Dawn of the Dead remake. Heat. When you know when it's when you see a following the car through the street and then it pans up and you see like cars smash into a petrol station and oh. shit going off. And, oh, great Baby stuff. Maybe driver. Maybe driver. Oh, helicopter oh, shot with three, three cars. cars yeah. yeah, that's really good. Um, but yeah, like these films are so so lacking in passion. And also, of the Christ. There's no, there's no truth to them. Get Mel Gibson to direct there's, one. <laughs> there's no truth to them. There's no fun in them. There's nothing. It's just nothing. Mm. They're all Adam Sandler's. And they're good I, Jewish films. I haven't seen a religious film that isn't Adam Sandler. Yeah, a serious man. There isn't a film, any Coen Brothers movie. There isn't a film that that I would say is Christian is is firmly Christian What's and that? tells either the truth or? or anything interesting. They just don't do anything with it. Star Trek Five: The Voyage. <laughs> I give this an Adam Sandler. I give most Christian movies an Adam Sandler. They just... Why... Why is it like this now? Why What's the Hanukkah film Adam Sandler did? Oh, seven, Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. It was crap. Like, I think just the problem with me... The problem I have is that all these people that say they're Christian don't read the Bible, they don't understand it, they don't have their beliefs and, and firmly stand by them. And the ones that do, do it with a gun in their hand or they, they refuse to give to charity... Or they believe in a guy who wants to shut off borders, like love thy neighbour, all that shit. What happened to that? Mm. What's the story about the Good Samaritan? Someone from another country comes no, along like and the, helps they him. They like guy. the Old Testament stuff. Yeah, but the Old Testament stuff has it in there as well. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom is Sounds offered, awesome. <laughs> they're offered a hand by the neighbouring villages. They're offered... that People go there to attempt to right their wrongs to help them. <sighs> Sounds an awful lot like socialism, <laughs> man, and... Oof. They go over and they try and offer help. Can't have socialists. I'm going to go on those roads out there. They're all free. And these people just take them and they ruin them. Like, the thing about all this shit is just, it it just frustrates me. It upsets me. The world is in already a bad enough place that now the things that were meant to be moral compasses for people just mean that they've got a label that means that that gun's pretty important and also they support someone like Donald Trump or fucking Nigel Farage or some other shit. It's just racists having a new title. If you are Christian, you can't be a racist. I think they know their time's up, though, now, because you notice a lot of them are disassociating themselves from the groups they were with but it's just, for their rehabilitation purposes, isn't it? That's the problem, though. You can't do that and repent and then suddenly be like, well, I'm not part of them anymore. Farage is currently in there. Oh, no, yeah. Brexit's a bad idea. I'm re- I'm rehabilitating myself and he'll come back with another thing. That's the thing, though. You, just, you can't be one of those people that supports any of those organisations and be a Christian you can't because it's against your beliefs and you can't you can't turn around and say I'm no longer part of that organisation now I'm a Christian again no because you haven't repented and you know that when you repent you don't suddenly get a clean slate repent means you return to zero so you're not going to heaven or hell you're in purgatory and if you just stay in zero you're in purgatory the Bible says do good do unto others as you would like done unto yourself if you're hungry and you want a sandwich you go and make yourself a a sandwich if you meet a person who's hungry and you don't hand them a fucking sandwich you're not following the terms of the Bible 
help people. Do just be fucking better. People, what is fucking wrong with the world? But if you give them a sandwich, they'll use it to buy drugs. <laughs> Your review, Ant. Sorry I got mm. off on a tangent. I'm just a bit fucked off with Yeah, what, 17 around. minutes of you ranting about... I'm sure no one's going to listen to it anyway. Who gives oh. a shit? And also, if anyone does, they'll be Christians mm. and they'll complain. Okay. Oh. Which might get some extra listeners. <laughs> well, hail Satan. Yep. Hail Satan. Hail Satan! Right, what's our review first? Flip of the coin. I haven't got a coin. Shit. Um, uh, uh, that's the Spyro trilogy. Why not? Eh? Eh? I say trilogy. I've only been playing the first game in the series, but, you know, I mean, it's Spyro. Reviewing one by one, though. You can do, like, one yeah. this week and then do one next week. That's just milking it. That's double dipping. That's well, disgusting. no, because they're all different games that's and they all have different. Disgusting. We have never. Have you ever reviewed the Spyro games before? No, because it's exactly. so 30 years old, one. 20 years old. Anyway, Spyro trilogy. Ah, the first one, yeah. Um, yeah, they, this they, this is a this is a really well done remake thing that I like. You know how like you get the, this the multiple flavors of remake, isn't it? You get the ones where when I'm saying remake, I mean ones where they're not using the original graphics and all that sort of stuff. It's like a completely rebuilt thing. Yeah. You could build on the framework of the original thing, like the Halo. Um, oh yeah, they did those yeah. Halo updates on the Xbox, which, which they're, they're actually really, yeah they're really good now. They started Although, off a bit shaky. Yeah, they needed a lot of updates. Yeah, now they're really good. Did they chuck a whole free game in the ODST? They just chucked no in ODST. As an update. You could get as an update for yeah. three quid, but yeah. that's really good for ODST. Yeah. And loads of people missed out on ODST. Reach is my favourite still. Reach. No one likes Reach. I see. I never played Reach. Reach, I think Reach is great, but um, yeah, this one's not one where they've like. No, it's not the original one. They haven't like just taken the original game and put nicer graphics on top of it. It's a completely rebuilt game. Yeah. Um, done by Toys for Bob and everything. It doesn't seem to reuse anything from the original game, like like sound effects. Even um, really? I I noticed that I was going. These sound effects are the exact same sound effects from Skylanders, and I did a check, and yeah, it is. It's the oh. the sound of the gems and stuff is the same sound effects. Um, that's a bit. The original files would be terrible now. Like you couldn't take Red Book audio files off of the original PS One. They're going to be like well, compressed to buggery audio somewhere. Yeah, but this is like twenty years ago on a friggin' you know compiled on a friggin' iMac. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know the sound quality would be super low. It'd be like sixteen kilohertz, and it'd be like. And that's if it was an iMac today. Yeah. <laughs> that's all uncompressed audio, isn't it? That's what you know. Well, flak. No, flak's actually. Flak's a waka flak a flame. Flak is. Flack is a uh, full lossless audio, yeah. so it's, it's like a, it's like a. It'd be FLCO, fully coolies audio. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the but reason done... that Flack exists is just because it doesn't degrade over time, so, so you can, can give transfer it. it. Yeah. So you can give it Flack. Um, but yeah, it's, it it doesn't like you when you play it. It doesn't feel exactly the same as original Spyro, but it feels like how you'd remember it playing. If you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah, I know yeah. What you mean. So it's it's smooth and stuff. Um, the only modern concessions they've really done to it, which I think's good, because there's no, they haven't like chucked in a shit ton of cutscenes and they haven't done stuff like um, you know made it autosave every five seconds still autosaves and everything but they ha- that's one of the only modern concessions but they haven't like um, you know chucked new things in there or changed the layouts of the areas or mm. you know just filled it with junk to friggin build upon you know to make it a modern game they've just kept it as simple as possible the only modern concessions have been Auto save when you rescue a dragon, or when you walk over the pad they were on, it just automatically saves it. And you got right stick you can use to control the camera, and that's about oh, it. Oh, cool! Like everything else is pretty spot on. It's well, those those camera things, like loads of games needed camera updates from then. Yeah, well, the old games they never really thought to use that for the camera. Back then, it was like, oh, let's use L one and L R one if you're lucky. Yeah. Some games were smart and had a button you could hold and then use the stick to move the camera, but they usually made you use the walking the walk stick. Like, it was weird. It's like I was talking to friends about first-person shooters and how Alien Resurrection, like, gave us the modern first-person shooter control scheme as the default. But just not up like, and down. 
No, it was. But Alien Resurrection oh, was Alien entirely... Oh, Alien Resurrection, yeah. Because yeah. I'm always yeah. thinking, whenever you say I think Alien Trilogy... But people usually go, oh, Medal of Honor and Quake, but they weren't exactly the same. They had dual stick Quake, controls, but Quake they were right. They had that they really right. sticky, horrible one. Quake 2 is really good on PS1. That one had it. That one had dual stick controls, but it had um, strafe mapped to the left stick instead of the right stick, I think it was, or whatever. No, left, right stick rather than left stick. So, yeah, it had look up and down on the right stick and strafe left and right rather than turn. Yeah. So it was like it was dual stick, but it was wrong way around with Alien Resurrection gave it that. And it's one of those things where back then there hadn't been that moment where people figured out, oh, we could just use the right stick for a camera. It'd be really easy. Um, and it's still got the one gripe I always had with the original Spyro that still bothers me is that when you press the charge button, he charges in the direction he's facing, not the direction the camera's facing. Sometimes on Spyro, you could turn the camera slightly and you'd be running at an angle and you hit charge and he'll go off at that funny angle. So sometimes I find myself just missing enemies because I, the camera's pointed towards an enemy and I've hit charge and I'm not facing that direction exactly. It charges him like diagonally off in another way because mm. I'm thinking Spyro's just going to go that way like you would in any other game. But no, um, that's the only gripe I ever have with the controls, but that was one I had in the original game and it's still the same. Um, oh, and the flying levels can get fucked. Um, they're still as bad as ever. They're, 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 you know, people like them, but they're too they're too difficult. I don't like They're too hard. I can't do them. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still the original Spyro game. You just you collect up all the gems. When you collect enough gems, you can move on to the next world and stuff. And I mean, I've been 100% in every level as I go because it's pretty, you know, take, yeah, every level takes about 20 minutes to blast through and, you know, 100%. It's not it's not difficult to 100% this game. Um because the flight, I think the the gems you get from the flight, bonus stages are added on to the top of the hundred ten percent. I think all the Spyro games have a hundred twenty percent completion thing, so you only have to finish the actual main levels to get a hundred percent. But um, yeah, it's it looks really lovely. It's got some nice nice little effects in there. Frame rate stutters every now and again, but it's not like massive. It's like you have to be pretty sensitive to it to spot it. I'd say. Mm. Um, one thing I would have liked is if it had a HDR enhancement because it. Like it's very cartoony and bright and colourful and stuff like that. Does they it not have HDR? No, it's got four. It does do um like I don't think it does four K on PS4, but it does four K on Xbox One. Hmm. But um, doesn't oh, have PS4 HDR. Pro. Yeah, and Pro. Yeah. yeah, but um, doesn't have HDR. And I would have thought like you could have done some good like wide colour range stuff mm. with that and things. But it still looks really this lovely. This doesn't have any HDR options, does it? No, no, no. It does have wide colour gamut, which is like which is they, the Wii U had that as well. But it's not really worth switching on because it does kind of mess with the full range of colour a little bit it depends on what your TV does doesn't yeah, it to get I'd leave it just standard like, yeah. on that but um, yeah it, it looks lovely and stuff and I like that it's not you know messed around with too much I reckon the medieval one that's coming out is going to be messed with a bit I can't imagine them keeping that exactly I'm, I'm holding it like up like the PS1 I think the pl- gameplay is going to be very similar but so far I can imagine them chucking more cutscenes in and stuff yeah so far we've had the Crash Bandicoot trilogy I keep playing and it's great yeah, the Crash yeah. one, the only thing with the Crash ones I've found is that um, they tweaked the controls so all three games played the same and the original ones didn't feel no. the same. That was a bit weird. And they didn't and do Crash Team Racing. A little bit slow. A yeah. little bit slower than the originals. They probably That's probably just pacing it towards whatever game they were basing the mm. control scheme on. Because I think Crash 3 was a little slower than the others. Do you remember Do you remember um, Uncharted B? got to play a little bit of Uncharted yeah. 3? Yeah, Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4? Yeah. Um, when you got to play it in there, a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. It was like it felt faster, so... Dum, 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 dum. Who knows? But yeah, no, I'm holding out hope for Medieval. I, I actually genuinely... Like, Medieval... When I was a kid, Medieval was that game where I got the first one and 
I could never afford the second one after that. Because mm. the second one went from being a £20 release. Well, no one bought the second one. It came out and just like... That's it. It just vanished. It, it was <laughs> like a £20 release. I remember yeah. seeing it in game, 20 quid, and I was like, I can save up mm. and I can get that at the end of the month. If I save up with my Pokemon, if I do yeah. loads of jobs, I can buy that at the end of the month. And it came to the end of the month and twenty nine ninety nine. Mm. And I was like, maybe I can get it pre-owned. Maybe it's cheaper pre-owned. You go and get it pre-owned, it's 25 quid. Mm. And I can remember that was the first time I realised that if something... Because there weren't a ton of copies made of Medieval 2. Yeah, Because Medieval 1 well. wasn't huge. No. So Medieval 2 was kind of a fluke that we got it in the first place. And when they realised that there weren't that many copies, the prices started going up. Like, almost immediately after release, like a month. And when you're a kid and you start seeing that, like, I think that's your first step into the games industry is a bit fucked. <laughs> and I think that's still the case. Like, do you remember Fallout 3? Electronics Boutique was still around in, in Woking. And Fallout 3... Ah, no, when Fallout 3 came yeah, out. No yeah. way. That Fallout, was 10 years ago. I bought ago. Fallout 3 from... No, it might not have, it might have been GameStation. GameStation would have been around, GameStation, yeah. GameStation, that was it, sorry. EB went in, like, God, like 2002. Oh, really? Yeah, they I bought Gaming and there. they took um, Game's name. Yeah. It was the really weirdest... Because ever. Electronic Boutique in Woking used to be right next to Debenhams. It used to be where games it came No, no, Electronic Boutique was down the walkout path towards the town square. Oh, was... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that became the second game store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Games Maybe. Station was in the other centre. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the EB stores were better than Game. Was, well, they were cheaper. Brighter and nicer. And, yeah, cheaper. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Game Station. I remember Fallout 3 came out, and only a month and a half later, it was 20 quid. Hmm. And I think that... Like that Fallout was, 76 is a week later. Yeah, 20, 29. 26 now. quid. Um, it's on Jesus. some shops or now. Uh, is that on um, PS4 and Xbox It's going to go free to play, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to do what Evolve did. It's going to go free to play. Is that on Xbox One and PS4 or is that just on PC? I think it's on... I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I saw it $35 somewhere, which was 26 uh. quid. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, no, many of them I'm holding out for. I pre-ordered it. I can't think of many other like PS1 games I'd like to see fully remade. I'd like to see... I don't want to see them remade, but I'd love to see a collection of the Ridge Racer and Tekken games released. Yeah. Like, of the PS1 era ones, and maybe the PS2 ones as well. Well, Tekken, if you got Tekken 5, you got yeah. Tekken 1, 2, and yeah. 3 on it. Yeah, that'd be, quite, that'd be nice to see. Yeah. Um, but there's not many PS1 era games I could see... Vagrant Story. ...doing a complete remake of. Vagrant Story is... <laughs> I, don't, I think if you remade that game and kept it how it was, people would hate it. Really? Yeah, Vagrant Story is a... It's a tricky game to get into. Yeah. It's a good game. Wild Arms? Yeah. Nah, I'll keep Wild Arms. I love that game. Pandemonium would be interesting to see. Yeah. Pandemonium's Pandem- on Steam now. Yeah, yeah, Pandemonium's a weird game because it was always reaching way above the graphical fidelity. It was a nice little 2D platformer game yeah. that had like crazy, let's just spin shit around a lot. Yeah. It's 3D now. Fuck it. 3D Lemons, do that good. No, because um, they sort of redid Wipeout, didn't they? Did that Wipeout collection, which has a load of tracks from the old games. Every Wipeout game is the fucking same anyway. So 2046. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They are not the same. Jesus Christ. They all handle differently. Oh, G-Force. G-Force. Do you remember G-Force? What, the one with the hamsters? No. Extreme G. Extreme G. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a copy of Extreme G3 in, um, in CX. How much? It's like a couple of quid. Really? Yeah. On N64? No. No, it was on PS2, wasn't it? Extreme G3. Oh. The first one was on N64. Second two were on, P- on Xbox, um, Dreamcast and PS2. Crazy Taxi 1 and 2, but the uh, with the original soundtracks? <laughs> Whenever happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that Spyro Collections, it's, it's good it's stuff. Good. Good. Apart from the install. The install's weird. It, yeah, um, it's, they basically changed the way the games work. So... Sparrow 2 and 3 aren't on the disc. It's got like a preview of them. You can play a little bit of them. Yeah. Um, but the entire file is 60 gigabytes and they're like 60 gigs. You, you're telling me you couldn't have 
compressed something down and got it's it in. Like, because this the thing is with this is is that years from now when they decide to remove that from the servers and stuff, you can never have the full game on disc. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, just put it on a second disc. Like Red Dead Redemption put a second disc in there and let you install it. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. But I, I mean, pff, it's gonna be a pain in the ass. That's irritating. That sort of thing because it's gonna that's life kill. It's gonna kill collecting games in the future. Yeah. Well, right. Bastards. Yeah, it's all right. You should review something. You um, fetid rat lying face down in a pool of its own blood. Okay, let me check my list of stuff I'm going to review today. Yeah. I actually wrote a list. Oh. oh, yeah. Buster Scruggs. The Ballad Thereof. Buster yeah, I watched it. Have you not? No. Nah. Oh, shit, I'm going to ruin time. it for you then. Don't spoil stuff. I'm Stop not spoiling spoil things. It. It's not I'm a review. I'm not going to fucking spoil it, all right? Shut up. If you just say what happens in the film, it's I'm a synopsis. I'm going to say what happens in the film, all right? Oh, I'm going to tell you everything that happens in the film. No. What? No. Okay. So, the Coen brothers gone did make a western, didn't they? Yeah, True Grit. Yeah. Oh, you ruined it. You were, yeah. in the, you were in the fucking... True Grit's movie. fucking amazing. Their remake of True Grit is True awesome. Grit is a good movie. Mm. The only thing that I didn't care for was the addition of the um, the prologue. The whole film's perfect. Shut the fuck up. All right, anyway. So uh, let's have a chat about Buster, Buster Scruggs. I don't want to talk about Buster Scruggs. So two odd hours long. Mm. It's uh, several... It's an, it's, it is like... Uh, it's, it's an anthology film. Anthology, yeah. Mm. Like had, Sin City. Haven't had one of those in kids. quite a while. Yeah, haven't had one Don't of those. Don't know what an anthology film is. Yeah. Um, haven't had one of those in quite a while. Sin City, the original Sin City, I'm going to stand by as being a good film. Yeah. Um, not the second one. No, not the second one. But The Spirit. Fuck off. Um, that was shot on film. I know, right? Film's so film shot on film for a digital transfer to make it into that fucking abomination. Anyway, so um, so Buster Scruggs. It's hard. To talk about it without ruining it. The Ballad it. of Buster Scruggs. I've just realised it's quite hard to talk about without ruining it, but um, I'm going to... It's just I've... a series of stories. Yeah, it's a series of stories. You don't have to tell you what happens in them. No, okay. You talk about how the film... You know, cinematography, the music, it's the beautifully performances... Shot. Okay, so, okay, so let's, let's talk you about know, it on the those thematics. Let's, let's does it realise what it's Let's talk about it on the technical term, because I feel like you're right there. Is That's it as good as Justice League? Um... <laughs> We're going to talk about Justice League um, in a little bit. But um, Buster Scruggs... I still Scruggs. maintain That's watchable. <laughs> Just yeah. about, only just. Yeah. In the same way, sh- like Steel is watchable. Uh, <laughs> Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Anyway, Ballad of Buster, Scru- Buster Scruggs. So I watched this. I was looking forward to this for quite a while because I thought Tura, I thought it was actually going to be a series. Nah. I thought it was going to be like a like a several episodes, but it wasn't. Mm. But um, uh, let's get into it. So it, it's it's a western made by people that that clearly love westerns because everything in there, the down to the down to the 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 just the fucking aesthetics of everything. Are exact, like you've got you've got your dirty bandits and you've got your your clean shaven heroes and you've got your people that make wet bandits. Man in Black is in there, like the 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 fucking the cinematography, wide shots, mm. scenes that don't tell you everything, but you you have it there to put the pieces together. There's a particular shot with James Franco where he's in quite a precarious place. I'm not going to explain the circumstances. The back of a Volkswagen. Yeah, um, <laughs> and off in the distance, he sees something. And the scene cuts from him, his face, a close-up of him staring intently out at something, and then it cuts back to the scene that he's staring at from his perspective, and you've sort of got to put those pieces together. And it's just way, way off in the distance, there's just a guy on a horse yeah. leading off some cattle. And you just, it's the tiniest little speck in the distance. So you, you see, like, this scene, and it's like, it's like, hey! 
hey! And then, like, the guy starts coming over, you're like, oh, it's a, it's a dude wrestling... Well, not wrestling cow, but it's a dude. That's a spoiler if I say wrestling cow. Um, but, like, all of it, all of it is built around this whimsical, almost, almost, um, almost mythical Western environment. Yeah. So, Buster Scruggs, the main character, he, he has the, he has the first little vignette and, and, and it perfectly sets up the rest of the scene. So, Buster is, is a, sing, a song singing, song singing duelist of the West. He's like a, he's like, he's a bard. He's known, he's known for being quite the terror, but, Meeting him as we do, you wouldn't expect that. He's very pleasant. He's very polite. He's very, you know, again, clean shaven. There's a fantastic scene that's in the trailer where he steps into a bar full of bandits. And as he steps in, he pats himself and then steps out. And there's the, the sand and the dust and the grime that's come off him in a silhouette like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Nice. And it's almost perfect. So like, and it's the way that it's done. It's just, ah, oh, it, it, the music as well. It's, it's very twangy and, when they're singing, or when Buster's singing, I should say, Buster rhymes. Yeah, um, when he's singing, it's it's perfect. It's not paint your wagon bad like you'd expect from something like this, where they're like almost aping. What are you saying about paint your wagon? <laughs> You've never seen paint your wagon. Jesus. <laughs> um, but, um, but Buster, in the, uh, he is in the first 10, 15 minutes. You know exactly what type of film you're in. Really? And these are the people that made Fargo. They, you, you can see... Yeah, the Coen brothers have made Fargo. That's just, you know, that's the film. That's the only film they've made, isn't it? You can see Fred's like... of everything. Miller's Crossing and things like that. It's all in there. Yeah. Can't think of more Coen brothers films. Come on. Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Well, come on. Uh, I was going to say The Many Stare Goats Shaking then because it came out the same time no, as... Um, them. It came out the same time as... What was the weird... The one with Brad Pitt? Burn Off the Reading. There you go. Burn Off the Reading. It was yeah, the no exact same... for Old Men. Blood Simple. Fucking... Friggin, uh, I wasn't done talking about Burn After Reading. What's the, the one reason... from in The Simpsons where they're going to go see an R-rated movie? And No, you're talking about Naked Lunch. No, that's that's David Cronenberg. Yeah, there's an no, episode no, of The Simpsons where they go... There's an episode where Barton no, Fink. Barton Fink. They go in the car and they're going, Barton Fink, Barton Fink, Barton Fink. We're going to see an R-rated movie. I thought you were talking about the one where Nelson and Bart sneak into Naked Lunch. Yeah. And they walk out and Nelson goes, I can tell you two things wrong with that title. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say that Burn After Reading and, and The Men Who Stare at Goats came out in the same year with yeah. George Clooney and had the same font. From the front cover, do you remember? Yeah. It was those weird cow layers. But no, No Country for Old Men as well. That specifically is very, very much an influence on these stories. Mm. And and it just, it's great. Like, there is, um, there's a story in which there is a prospector played by um, Tom Waits. And he, he enters into this, into this beautiful, idyllic little babbling brook with all these animals. And he enters in and immediately the animals will dart away. And then when he leaves it at the end of the story, they'll just come back. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a Disney fairy tale in reverse. Like, and it's and it's it's very strange. But yeah, like I said, it's almost. They don't Disney- stay away from Tom Waits. I mean, it's it's for the best. He's probably very drunk. <laughs> um, and there's a particular character in the beginning who was incredible, and I kept trying to work out who it was. Maybe when you watch it, you can. You it's going to be John Turturro. It's always it's John Turturro. It's, it's this. It's or Francis so- McDermott. <laughs> So, um, so Buster Scruggs has like a has like a, a rival, who's another fast gun in the West, and he comes in and he enters into the scene playing a harmonica, and then has almost a sing off with Buster Scruggs. Nice, but yeah, it's really good. It it, it is it is the purest of of Western shooting te- techniques in terms of the actual filming and the way it's filmed and the shots. There's those fantastic 
there's a fantastic shootout scene where one character's hiding behind a well and they're, they're distressed, they're breathing heavily. And they're like, <gasps> and they turn around the corner and you can't hear the breathing, you can't hear any other sound from them and you can't see anyone. And they go back around and it cuts back to them like, <gasps> oh God, oh God, cuts back around. And you can't see the person that shot at them previously. Hmm. And then, oh, oh God, oh, oh what's happening? <laughs> the old Western convention. convention. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't think about what was happening on behind the perspective they're giving you. They just always went, Ah, yeah, I've been shot. Oh god, I've been shot. They're coming. Ah, oh, I've been shot so bad. <laughs> it's just they even did it in um, one of the things I really. Um, what was the? Oh, Unforgiven. They even do it in Unforgiven. Hmm. There's that scene where the kid gets shot, and the kid, the kid goes, the kid goes, where are they? Where are they? And they look over, and everybody's like, are they coming? Are they coming? And Clint Eastwood goes. And it cuts back. <laughs> no, they're not coming. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood looks over again. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things, I, I fucking, I love it, because back then, obviously, the technicals and the storytelling, they just they just told the story. They didn't think about these things, but now it's, there's a whole different method, and there's a lot of people that are, like, anal about this shit. But it was one of the things I noticed, and it was, it Everyone added to knows the it. real way to make films now is to tell the audience everything verbally as much as oh, possible. Fucking... You gotta just have an info dump. You need to have to start of the film. Someone needs to come and say, "Okay, so the themes are and in this need, order." You need someone to come out like a million years ago, aliens invaded Earth. Uh, no, like, and it, it's great. I think the film starts with a text crawl. It's usually a good sign. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Um, yeah. I really, I recommend Especially mo- with narration. You've got <laughs> someone narrating the text on the screen, like Judge Dredd did. Yeah. I recommend I recommend most people see this film. I think it's got something for everyone. The vignettes work great. There is one that's a real downer, which has um, which has um, Liam Neeson in it, and it's all about this armless, legless actor. Is he doing comedy now? No, it's all about this armless, legless actor who basically acts. They put he puts him on a stool, and then he he does these great Shakespearean speeches, and 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 and, and he does Julius Caesar and stuff, and and it's just all these people just watching this person. They're like they're like. Most of them, I think, come out just to see this armless, legless man mm. instead of seeing the play. And he's he's fantastic, and the, the, he offers himself out of this crowd, and it's, uh, but it just goes nowhere. <laughs> it just kind of feels a bit damp. Um, but yeah, I I I really I recommend it. Almost anyone should see it. The last one, um, I think, is Okazan, who I recommended because of the monster. Like a few years ago, mm. I, re- I reviewed the monster. I said she was a powerhouse. Monster on that. trucks. No, um, oh. although I have seen monster trucks. Great I film. reviewed it, didn't I? It's a perfect film. Everyone knows it. Have you seen it? No. you got to watch it. It's got uh, um, everyone's favourite actor from the X-Men movie. MacGyver. Yeah, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I bust the skugs. It's almost perfect. I would say it was almost perfect, but it, it ironically falls into a Juli- Julianne Moore. Ironically, because obviously the Coen Brothers and Big Lebowski. The Coen Brothers um, made the remake of uh, the Lady Killers, which everyone knows is fantastic. Would you say that's their only misstep? Yeah, probably. Because I can't think of anything else they've done that's really bad. It's a piece really of shit. Bad. It's a, it's a just it a, is, yeah. I can't think of anything else that they've done no. that's really bad. It's a piece of shit, but holy fuck, Tom Tom Hanks in that is good. They had the, the, the right idea. If you're going to do an American um, Lady Killers, set it in the Bayou, set it in New Orleans, it's like yeah. the right sort of thing, but it was it was absolutely shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's it was just no Hudsucker Proxy. Hudsucker Proxy's good. Fucking great film. Yeah, um, just, you know, for kids. I wouldn't say it's for kids. The hula hoop he makes was it's you know for kids. Oh right, Sorry. he draws a circle and he just goes yeah. you know for, for kids. kids. 
Yeah, Jesus. We're going to send him up as a patsy. He's going to be the biggest failure in the world. We'll mass produce whatever he says and the idiot will go down and we'll claim the insurance. Okay, let's see what he's got to say. Um, you know, <laughs> for kids. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, Jack Palance in his um, I'm playing an old man who's angry face. Yeah. Well, like he did in Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like he did in City Slickers. Yeah. Like he did in Tango and Cash. Mm. Like he did in every film, including Tango and... No, sorry, uh, City Slickers too. Raymond Tango and Gabriel Gold. Cash is one of my favourite movies of all time. I like Tango I know their first names. See... That's how much I like the film. I like Tango and Cash Rambo a is a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tango and Cash a lot because it, it started my confusing relationship with Kurt Russell. Mm. He gets naked at one point. He's running around with his butt out. He doesn't just get naked. He gets dressed as a lady and yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a lady. Yeah, good old Tango and Cash. Damn it, he makes a good looking woman. He'll do anything. I know, right? For money. Kurt Russell's fucking hot. And love. I love Kurt Russell. His son's good as now. well. I know, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? Mm. I've heard good things. I've heard it's like Legends of... Uh, uh, sorry, um, The Babysitter's Club or whatever it was. What was it? The Adventures of Babysitting. I've heard it's like uh, that. Adventures in Baby... Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard it's like that, but with Santa. Christina Applegate, wasn't it? No. Yeah, she's in Adventures in Babysitting. Isn't she? Yeah. What was Christina Applegate? Yeah. What was she in? Oh, Don't Tell Mum the Babysitter's yeah. Dead. Shit, yeah. I don't know these subset of babysitter films, man. They're not a pervert. You watch the babysitter films. Yeah, because I was young at the time of them being released. Jeez. And everybody wanted to be a stoner 12-year-old because that's what America needed. Your review, Ant. Fuck you. Um, I, I'm, I'm, fuck. Um, I watched Gosei Sentai Die Ranger, finally. It took me a few months. Cool. I was done very slowly because I was watching way too much Power Rangers and people in spandex and Kamen Rider and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So it took me a while. And plus it gets a bit in the middle um, go see Sentai Die Rangers Die Ranger it's okay so Die Ranger is the 1993 series of Super Sentai which Power Rangers had already started by this point right but they didn't use the costumes from Die Ranger apart from the White Rangers costume the White Ranger is from a different series it's weird that mm. kind of like VR Troopers where it was actually two different shows tied together um, they used all the Zord fights and stuff but they reshot everything else they got the monster costumes over they modified the monster costumes or but Die Ranger, as its own thing, is like, you couldn't have adapted it to America without ignoring just blatantly obvious things. Like, it's got a Chinese theme going on, like a Chinese mystics and martial arts, and it's all about using aura and key and all this sort of stuff. And mm. their costumes have that, you know, that like um, Chinese costumes you see in martial art films sometimes where it like buttons up really tight at the front with a neck collar bit and it's got the like a waistcoat and there's a little bit of half sleeves and stuff and... You know, the martial art costumes that yeah. the Ip Man would wear something like in, in the Ip Man films, the good Ip Man films, the one with Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this film's terrible. They're great. The first film's not even good. I'm going to be harsh. The first there. film the first is film's great. has got one good fight scene and that's the it. The first film is great. Uh, but um, Die Ranger is very like Chinese mythology based. Even if you saw Power Rangers, you could see the monsters were like, they look like Chinese drawings from like you know like the scrolls and shit like they had the weird lion thing and didn't really look like a lion but it's that Chinese looking thing at least it looked like medieval cats and medieval pictures where they have human faces like the dog in, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers oh god we keep referencing that fucking dog it's going to be in my it's nightmares great. where's your head at man um, where's your head but yeah Die Ranger is a hell of a lot of fun it it doesn't it's not one of those Super Sentai series where it has one tone the whole way through it goes all over the place it'll have 
couple of funny episodes, a couple of really serious episodes and dramatic ones and melodramatic ones. And mm. there's one that's a comedy episode, but it's played off like a melodrama. And it's like kind of ahead of its time because you didn't really get that sort of thing back then. You know, it's like it plays it serious, but it's for laughs. Like, you know what I mean? When you play something so serious, it becomes funny. Yeah. Like Team America World Police does. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one episode where one of the girls gets picked out by a talent agent to become an idol and she feels like she's in one of those uh, manga comics type things and it all plays out where she falls in love with her record boss. Guess what happens with her record boss? What happens with her record? Turns out to be a monster. <laughs> but <gasps> no. guess what? What? The monster's falling in love with her. <laughs> No. Yeah. And he dies and she oh. cries and all the other rangers are like really sad about it and also maybe a little bit confused at what's been happening for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd be fucking confused. Um, but yeah, the series as a whole, um, it features two of the best rangers ever. Shoji, who's awesome. He's got, you know, those Japanese guys who have like the 1950s quiff going on thing. Because yeah. so I don't know what that's all about. Um, he's like that. He's a, he used to be a boxer. He wanted to be a world-class boxer and he's very angry about things. He gets emotional. He trusts monsters sometimes. There's a free bunch of monsters called the Free Idiots or Sunbucker. Um, one of them's a telephone woman. One of them's a motorbike and one of them's a tombstone. When the tombstone flips open, it has a gas light, a cigarette lighter in it. What? <laughs> yeah. They were used in Power Rangers, those three. Um, but they're free idiots who are so shit at being monsters the Goma don't like them and they tell them, just do whatever you want to try and beat the Dire Rangers. We don't give a shit. And their scheme basically involves some sort of race and they'll cheat and it fails. But then they sacrifice themselves at the end. And Shoji's like, yeah, they sacrifice themselves to win the map, to win. It's like the one of the villains has set it up so that he, he wants the monster to lose like they always do. And he's like, no, I'm going to win, damn it. And the monster sacrifices himself to save Shoji. That 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 is an arc that runs throughout the series. They just crop up every now and again, usually after one of the really serious episodes, and they're fucking amazing. I love them. I mean, um, they sound great. Yeah, the um, the other really good ranger is Daigo because he really cares about Kujaku, who's a uh, Kujaku's Japanese for peacock. She's a peacock oh, okay. woman. Yeah. Um, she's an ancient mystic, and she's got peacock feathers, and they're falling out. And when the last feather falls out, she dies. Oh. Um, Shit, so serious. he has the big dramatic romantic story arc for the series. Um, his actor killed himself. Um, in 2014 Jesus sad times rest in peace Daigo pour one out for Daigo pour a sake out don't waste a sake it's a good drink a shot of sake yeah but um, yeah Daigo's fantastic the other rangers are cool Um, like they've all got little things there's one there's Ryo is the main one and he's the heroic leader ranger he also is an expert at making gyoza gyoza's lovely gyoza? Um, you know the Japanese dumplings the ones that are kind of oh, like oh yeah 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 they're kind of all peaked it's up spelled, like a shell shape. yeah gyoza yeah. gyoza yeah but um, yeah, he's a, he's a chef and he's um, he's got this arc that doesn't really kick in until later on in the series where this guy turns up called Jin, who's a martial arts master and he's got a fake metal hand because his previous master cut his hand off to save his own life. Yeah. They were hanging off a cliff, he cut his hand off. Holy fuck, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> and this guy, he's a badass. He goes around beating the shit out of every martial art master he can find because he wants to be the best cool. in the world. Understandable. Then he comes across Rio and he can't beat him. And Rio and him have this big old rivalry for him. Jin eventually takes... He gets given monster powers by the bad guys, and the bad guys are like, ha, you work for us now. He's like, fuck you, I ain't going to do that. Punches a monster and runs off. <laughs> it's just fucking awesome. Um, and he keeps... Obviously, he has an arc where he turns good in the end, and he's like, you know, respect for Rio, and they work together. And then and Does he continue to have monster powers? Yeah, he just basically looks like something out of Fist of the North Star. He's got like... He suddenly gets a, like a jacket with a red oh, metal okay, yeah. shirt and a big old robot arm. Um, and his last scene is amazing. He's like in the desert dying. He's like Spoilers. walking away. It's, it's a 25-year-old show. Spoilers still. <laughs> and he's walking through the desert, and then the mon- the bad guys turn up, and they've got an entire army. 
and he turns around and he runs towards them to face them. And then the last shot is just like um, his coin that he has falling on the floor. Aww. And that's you never find out if he died or not. He died. He got murdered by about 200 he monsters. He got murdered by 200 um, people, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, the show is really good. The part where it sags, that I mentioned, um, is the White Ranger. Everyone loves Tommy in Power Rangers, okay? Yeah. To the degree that there are Tommy sexuals who are just enough. Tommy, Tommy sexuals? Yeah, you're a Tommy sexual. Everyone's, I'm a Tommy, a Tommy sexual. everyone's a Tommy sexual. It's good to know. Um, the White Ranger in. Die Ranger is a piece of shit. Um, he's a ten-year-old kid. Well, nine. He's going to be ten. Yeah. Um, and the reason he's a piece of shit, he acts out a lot. When he was a little child, his mother branded him with a tiger brand to protect him from being turned into a monster years later. Of which course. Is, which is his arc for the series to stop him. Yeah, stop him becoming a monster. Yeah. Um, How else are you meant to? But he basically, because he's been in foster care and adopted and all this sort of stuff, and he's acting out all the time, being a troublemaker. He's always causing trouble. Thing is. The way he caused trouble is the sort of thing where you would grab this kid by his ear and slap him about the face. He keeps molesting women, stealing stuff from people, fucking doing vandalism, ste- just being a little piece of shit. He finds Rin, the pink ranger, keeps grabbing her tits and pulling up her skirt and stuff. And he goes, ah, I saw your panties and all this sort of stuff. And no one does anything about it. They're all just like, ha ha ha, boys will be boys. And they just let him get on with it for a while. And I think at some point they got some angry letters from mothers because he stops doing that about 10 episodes later. Um, but he just moves into Rin's house and just invites himself to live there. And they don't know he's the White Ranger at this point. He's just some kid. <laughs> he just stays there. And he's got a sad backstory, but fuck him. Um, That's so weird. Yeah. And it's like, it's 993. And it's not like they did like some clever photography to make it look like he grabs her. Like you literally see a little kid's hand grab her tits. It's like, do and she's like pissed off about it and no one else is of course she's fucking pissed yeah. off she's getting molested yeah little shit um it does pay off in the end because we get the last laugh um the last scene of the show is set 50 years later and they've all got old person makeup on um and you see a photo of him and he's like oh what's Cobin up to and he's like oh you know same old same and it cans over this photo and they've just put the little kid in like a moustache and old man hair <laughs> like he's supposed to be 60 years old or something and it's just like it's a little kid. He's got a pipe in his mouth to make him look older or something. <laughs> it's just like, like you, yep. We would have got it if you panned over to a picture of an adult. Like, we would have figured it out. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun series. Though. It's it's got the last finale of it is like just epic shit, and then quite clearly they ended it about ten minutes early. Hence the fifty years in the future bit that yeah. they padded on. Um, there's a movie part way through which runs for five minutes longer than the average episode. <laughs> it's twenty five minutes long, but it's in widescreen. Okay. Yeah, they do that in Japan. They show like a Carmen Rider and Super Sentai movie together, and it's just basically extended episodes. All right. Um, they are actually extended now, not twenty-five minutes. It's called the Power Die Ranger the movie, and it's twenty-five minutes long, um, and it's just an episode. And then they talk to the camera directly at the start and the end. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, the Rangers are all fun characters. There's one of them who doesn't really get to do much, but he does. But you know, he's all right. He's called Kozu. He's a beautician. He wants to be a hair. I think he's coded as gay, but they never say it. Oh, right. It's like one of those ones where... Yeah. He's not flamboyant, but he does dress very snappily. And they do mention how like, f- how flashy his dress sense is mm. sometimes. And he's a hairdresser and a beautician. And you know those gays. All that like sort of stuff. He's got very feminine qualities to him. Um, There's a character in it who keeps turning up in the middle of the season. He's a chubby guy. And he's called Cameo. And I was like, I recognise that guy. And he's the Yellow Ranger from Jetman, and he's called Cameo. And I thought I at first you were going to say he was the singer of Word Up. No, but I, but I thought, oh, that's that's cute. They've called him Cameo. It's one of the guys from the previous series playing a different character. 
No, he turns into a giant turtle robot. He gets a gem. He turns out he's like the missing member. He's an old god and he, he didn't want to be a warrior, so he turned himself into a human. He didn't like fighting, but he helps him out when they really need it. He turns into Tor, Tor, the battle carrier from Power Rangers, a giant fucking turtle that literally squashes bad guys flat. Um, one of them he squashes and he comes out like a thin piece of paper like Doctor Doom when he got squished in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... It's a fun series. Surprisingly violent at times. In the first episode, a small girl gets dragged down a hole like from it. Um, she survives though, but you literally see her body fold in half and shoot down the hole because they just dragged a doll. Jesus um, and she seems to age. She comes up again later in the series and she's like about 10 years older. So maybe time passed. Um, the, the, their, their mentor's called Doshikaku. And I keep calling him Doshikaku because I think it sounds funnier. <laughs> Doshikaku. Um... The villains are all bastards, which is great. Um, one of them's got a really high-pitched, weird voice, and not like that. And his costume was used later in Power Rangers Wild Force for the villain in that series. Way. Yeah. And the Morphers, they're all changers, which are quite cool. They like, put them out, they've got two wrist things, and they slap them together. Yeah. Was used in Power Rangers for the Magna Defender in Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. They reused his Morpher because apparently a sword it couldn't be his Morpher. But no, it's a fun Super Sentai series. Out of all those old ones I've seen, it's uh, it's one of the better ones. Cool. Really good. Very, very 90s, well... Of course it is, it's Power Rangers. Yeah, it's 90s Super Sentai, it's great music, fucking amazing theme tune. Like, <laughs> it's one of those ones that's so simple, you could learn it, and you could you could do karaoke if you listen to it a few times, you could sing it in Japanese with no troubles. Cool. Yeah. And it's got a fun theme, there's dancing, and there's one bit where a guy gets punched in the face and he goes in slow motion and he turns back and spits blood out, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And it's a fun series. And it's weird to watch it when you've seen the Power Rangers series and you recognise the Zord bits from Power Rangers, and but then none of the rest of it. It's weird. It's like you've seen some alternate dimension version mm. of it. It's not like some of the later series where they generally stick to the Super Sentai story and tweak it for American audiences, because Power Rangers was completely different. They didn't take anything from the, yeah. um, from the Japanese version of the show. They just had the monster, the robot fights, and that was it. Yeah, especially because the villains wear bondage. Anyway, you should do a review. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to review a thing. Um, for a bit of a change of pace. No, oh, I'm going to do a technology review. Oh. oh. I'm going to review a bit of tech. Oh. I'm review a bit of tech, aren't I? Oh, is it a Roku box? I'm going to review a bit of tech. Uh, no, it's not You've been Roku sponsored box. by some yeah, audible sponsored. Sponsored. Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah. Squarespace. Make it yours. Make it your own. What's yeah. that one I keep seeing where they're like, oh, use this discount code to get $50 off your first friggin' food order from this food thing. Blue Apron. This, yeah. And it's just like... The vouchers for $50 off. How much is the fucking subscription? Look, right. If you are a busy business person with busy, busy lifestyle and you want to make food, you need food. Buy yourself shit tons of frozen pizza. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm going to do a tech review. I'm going to review something um, that most people wouldn't expect me to own. Um, so Dildo. For the last, yeah. For the last two weeks, I've had an Apple TV 4K, mm, haven't I? So a Roku box. Not Roku box. Slightly different. Slightly different. Slightly different for a different reason. So um, often Apple, we take the piss, and I mean, even in this episode, I took the piss out of Mac. Uh, but um, because I've got a Mac Mini, yeah. Uh, well, the reason that I take the piss a lot of the time, and the reason that I have issues with them, is because a lot of it's overpriced. And they're twats. Yeah, and they're twats. So you got things like the MacBook, you got the Mac Mini, the current iteration anyway, the MacBook Pros, all those things. They're very expensive. And they're very expensive for an Ubuntu-based system. Well, it's not Ubuntu, it's Linux. But a Linux-based system, which is a free operating system. Most people don't know Linux is a free operating system. And a lot of the tech that's in there is not worth the money they charge. 
And a lot of people justify it by saying, well, it's just everything all at one. But nowadays, we're... Yeah, all that brushed aluminium and the smooth surfaces. Nowadays, we're at a point where, um, where with regards to technology and the way the technology works, you can buy a PC and make a Hackintosh and it's it's better than the legit thing mm. and costs a lot less. Um, but but that's, that's besides the point right now. I mean, I don't like iPhones. I don't like Macs. I don't like Mac PCs and things like that. It's just too pricey. It's too expensive. I don't like Steve Jobs. It's too pricey, it's too expensive, and, and you don't really... There's no value for money. Even, like, you look at the new phones, £750 starting for the iPhone XR, and it's a lower spec than my Pocophone F1, which costs... Pocophone? Is that the one that you, like, a, get your yeah. Pokemons on? No. Uh, the Pocophone F1 is a, a, Zou- a Xiaomi phone. It's got a Snapdragon 845. It's got the most recent Snapdragon processor in there. You and your weird Chinese phones. It's actually really, really good, and I've really enjoyed that phone, but I'm not reviewing that phone. I would, because it's quite popular online, and people like talking about it online, but I'm not going to. Um, I was talking about Apple. So the um, the XR, it's a lower res screens, less specs. It just, it, all in all, it's £750 or $750, because they don't know how the exchange rate works at Apple. Um, however much you spend on it, though, it's too much. It's not a very good phone. And then you've got the X and the XL and the XS or whatever it is, and they're just... You know, they're just they're it's, phones for twats. They're very expensive. They're not phones for twats. They're phones for people that want an Apple phone, but they haven't given them an option. Like they, every other year, you've had a five hundred pound iteration of the phone. Let's get any why Android it, phone. Why is it now seven hundred fifty pounds is the starting point, and then it goes up to fifteen hundred? How are they justifying that cost? And they're just not. No, they're just not. But that's besides the point. I'm not talking about any of those devices. I'm talking about the Apple TV. Yeah. Now I own an it. iPad and I own an Apple TV. The iPad is my predominant tablet. I use it when I'm taking a shit to read comics. So what are those comics doing in the, sort of in the bathroom floor then? I read some of those as well. They're covered in dust. When it comes to when it comes to Apple devices, in the past, because iTunes works so that every so often there'll be a film that's 99p or two quid, and if you're out and about or if you're on holiday or if there's just something you want to watch, you just buy it two quid. You don't think about it too much. Mm. Um, over time, because I've had a lot of digital codes from films and I've had other bits and pieces, I've developed quite the iTunes library. Now, for a long time, I'd watch those films once. I wouldn't think of them again. Or in some cases, when I've really just neglected to think about it, I've gone and bought them again. I have X-Men Origins Wolverine on the on the iTunes okay. store. Um, and I've bought them again. And recently, Apple did something fantastic that I didn't expect them to because, again, I don't always associate Apple with value. They took everything. So if you had an old film that was in HD, so, for instance, I've had a copy of X-Men, the original X-Men, on my, on my iTunes for... 10 years yeah in HD since the Blu-ray system since the Blu-rays were released I've had that for ages mm. and recently what did they do they have a 4K version of it so what do they do my 10 year old copy suddenly 4K Ooh. and they've done that with all the films that I've got that are in 4K so going from my fairly paltry collection of 4K Blu-rays of about 20 films I've now got 100 Ooh. roughly well, then God's not dead no uh, one of them is Gods and Kings Exodus um. yeah Exodus Gods and Kings I actually bought that as part of a bundle but but that's besides the point so so suddenly Gods of Egypt no not Gods of Egypt <laughs> I really want that in 4K because I think that would be really interesting to see because um, I haven't even seen a HD version I think I've, I actually I'd say I think I've seen it in 720p and that's the highest res I've watched it but anyway um, but Alex Price. Um, but when it comes to like I don't often associate Apple with value I mean the, the conversation we just had phones computers systems all so expensive and then all of a sudden I'm you're looking at the what you've got is always a piece of shit one year later yeah it's like that and thing you brought last year we're improving on it by making it a piece of get shit a new one here's a new one it's got a I flange tangler they, I can't believe they slowed down their phones that was the biggest controversy wasn't mm. it they slowed down their phones each year yeah to save battery um, but anyway so I'm um, sorry Apple TV we get into Apple TV so Apple TV 
doesn't sound like you know it's an Apple product. So initially there is a buy-in. So it's 150 pounds, I think, is the standard one. And there's a 64 gig version. Oh no, sorry, it's 170 pounds for the standard one. And there's a 64 gig one. It's either 200 or 220 quid. All right. Yeah. So that's fairly expensive. But and there is a very very interesting but there. Hmm, I like an interesting but. <laughs> Take Google Play. And take something like Predator 1 through to Predators, right? Mm. So 1, 2, 3. You go on Google Play, you can buy those right now, and they're 7 quid for a HD copy. You go over to iTunes, it's 6 quid for a HD copy of each of those films, with the free 4K upgrade for each of those. So, And how much are the Blu-rays for those films? 30, 40 quid mm. in 4K. So, I mean, like, in terms of value, if you're looking to upgrade a system, if you're looking to get 4K and put your foot into the door and really just find all this because the quality of the films even though they're streamed over Apple's service they're as good as the 4K Blu-rays yeah they're really fucking sharp really clear the sound's great it's Dolby it's it's Dolby Atmos compatible Ooh. some fucking how because they've only recently introduced that on the PS4 and the Xbox One yeah yeah you wouldn't PS4 you wouldn't and Xbox like One they're yeah. kind of always a bit behind yeah you but it, I mean in ge- in general terms it's little device it's it's been spectacular and I, like even with like I go for Android because with Android games tend to be cheaper, software's cheaper, the phones initially are cheaper. It's kind of a win-win-win for me. Mm. But now there's this box that, you know, no, you're going to become an iPhone where I'm, I'm not going to use. I'm getting rose gonna gold. Never going to use an iPhone. I'm never going to buy an iMac. I'm never going to buy a MacBook Pro or any of that shit. This is the only Apple device. iMac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got an eighty-pound iPad that I bought online and I repaired myself. It's an iPad Air 1. I will never upgrade it because I never need anything better than that. And the thing has been a workhorse for roughly about Said a year. Alan Sugar about Amstrad's back in the 19, early 80s. People forget about the BBC Micro. And then now. he was all like, we're never going to need a better computer than this. So he <laughs> didn't develop one. And he got left in the dust. But yeah. But You're going to in- need a new MacBook pad thing, whatever they're called these days. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't, Apple I'm stuff. never going to need to change Whenever that. an Apple conference happens, I'm instantly <laughs> like, this is the most boring thing ever. What are people talking about? The iPad The iPad that I've got oh, is yeah. as far as I need to go. I never want to play fucking Fortnite on an iPad. Yeah, you do. You love playing no. Fortnite on everything. Play it on your bottom bum. Anyway, in terms, of, in terms of technology to value, I'd never thought I'd say this, but I think that Apple have produced something that is a good value device that does everything it needs to do and it does it really fucking well <clears throat> like I've had other boxes before I've had Android books so you remember I had the Nvidia Shield I've got lots of boxes I had the Nvidia Shield I've TV down there. I had the Nvidia Shield TV mm-hmm. and specifically there were two things it did really well it did Netflix in 4k really well when there was only like 20 things on there that were 4k and it did streaming of games very well over internet and you remember we did a stream specifically where we streamed us streaming a game through the Nvidia Shield TV yeah. And it worked fine. There was yeah. no problem. Well, until it started until fucking it started up at the end of the Dungeons out. and Dragons yeah, game. Yeah. Bugged out at the end of Dungeons and Dragons. But in general terms, that was mm. that was completely acceptable. But the thing is that that device didn't run 4K files at all. Mm. And when it did run them, it couldn't run them properly. Um, and now I've got a device that does it all. Does yeah. everything. <clears throat> and also, it's not tied. So the longest amount of time I tried to escape iTunes... And yeah, keeps asking me to update. Like, yeah, fuck for the last off, six that? years, I've managed to successfully live without iTunes. <laughs> mm. And now I'm willingly putting my foot back into iTunes because 
I've suddenly Don't got to, to download the free song of the week every week. I've suddenly got something that is offering me actual value for money, and it's an Apple product. Last time I used iTunes was because they put um, Home Alone as a free download. <laughs> Um, but they that's, put it on there the fucking day after Christmas. I wanted to watch it on Christmas Day, and it wasn't 4K on now. any channel. It's in 4K. Oh, I could watch it in 4K on my I iTunes. Bought, one of the things that one of the things that surprised me Let's is update iTunes now. Watch because Home Christmas Alone. is coming up. There's three films I always watch each Christmas. It's Gremlins, Die Hard, and and Scrooge, and now Krampus. So I Scrooge downstairs. Um, and I just I I went on there the other day, and I was like, God, I wonder, I. I would like to. I would like to see what the 4K restoration is like for Die Hard, yeah. on how much Die Hard is. And I went on online, and the Blu-ray was like, I think I managed to get it for my dad for cheap for Christmas mm. because it was part of a pack. I think I paid twenty five pound. I got Braveheart, Die Hard, and Life of Pi in 4K, which is a pretty good selection for like just a present for someone. But I didn't want to buy another one just to get Die Hard because I didn't really want Braveheart, or Life of Pi. And so I went and looked on iTunes, and Die Hard One and Die Hard Two have recently been up. Uh, been res- uh, restored to 4K, released on Blu-ray, both of them on the iTunes store, £4 for both. Mm. And I was like, fuck it, all right, I'll buy them. And it's like, it's that kind of thing where, like, there are always bundles, there are always offers, there's always this stuff going on, and you own it. It's like, when you start them up, it's not like it just starts a file. It's not like you're on Netflix where you just press A and then the, the thing starts playing. It has a menu. It has, like, you can put in the subtitles, you have the extras lined up. When I go on Google Play, if I want to watch a film on Google Play through my phone... It has the same thing, but the extras are just lined across the bottom. I didn't know just... if you bought a film on Google Play, you could watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I didn't know there was if you watch on YouTube, like If you watch on YouTube through almost every browser, for every system, because not everything's compatible with their streaming system, it all comes through in 10, 1080p. Even if you're in a 4K copy, you can't play it in 4K on an Xbox mm. One S. Even though it's a 4K device that plays 4K Blu-ray, it won't let you stream it in 4K because they haven't updated the iTunes app yet. But then you go on the PS4 Pro and you can play it in 4K, but the PS4 Pro... Keeps having these fucking stuttering issues when you, you play can't play Ultra HD Blu-rays on a PS4 Pro, no. which is the dumbest. And this is this is the ridiculous thing. thing. So there's not a single device that does everything. Because you remember that was my plan: is I'd get the I get the Apple TV box and I can. I think play. you have enough devices now. <laughs> yeah. I get the Apple TV box and I play everything in 4K. That's it. That's just one device and it does it all. Yeah, that was a plan. But then the iTunes app doesn't do 4K, so I had to go and sign up for Movies Anywhere. So I had to create an American account for Movies Anywhere, which is a bit of a fucking arsehole in itself. But once you do that and everything syncs together, all of my libraries from other channels and other networks go through into iTunes. So I've got even more 4K movies from Google Play and from Amazon and things like that. So everything that's available for any of those networks in 4K that you own a copy of through those, if it's available for a free 4K upgrade, goes through iTunes, you get it in 4K as well. Using Movies Anywhere. But Movies Anywhere is only available in America. It's only available to American people. Oh, no. It's not available in the UK. So you have to use a VPN to sign up and then you have to link all your accounts and all this other shit. Just and don't just, use it. Why not? I own, I legally own all those films. I paid for films in 4K through YouTube. Service that you can't And watch. it won't let you run it. Oh, no. Like, and it's ridiculous. Like, that's because Google, it's because you of Microsoft. enough ways to watch movies. No. Oh, okay. If I, if I could have downloaded an app on the PS4 that would just play my iTunes stuff and it would play my Google Play stuff, I would never need another box to do it. Mm. But because the Apple TV does everything and it does it better than those other devices that aren't really dedicated video players in the first place, so you can't blame them. But because it does everything so well, it is a recommend for me. It's like the device does exactly what it says it does, and it does it better than both the Xbox One S and the PS4. So now you're giving yourself hiccups. You're getting all worked up. I know. I'm just getting all grumpy. 
need to burn myself and have a bath. Oh, yeah. Gosh. But um, all in all, like the Apple TV, I recommend anyone who's a film fan, anyone who's looking for a device that can do everything except play 4K Blu-ray, sadly, but it will play video files and often the files and the, the films on there are cheaper than buying them in 4K through the fucking retailers anyway, and cheaper than Amazon. Yeah. You spend like six quid and you get The Quiet Place in 4K with all the extras and all the other shit. You get Logan for four quid in 4K and it comes with Logan Noir. You know, it's all there. I, I still say that physical discs are something that I would always buy. For a film I truly love, I'd always buy a 4K digital copy or I'd buy on Blu-ray Just or get whatever. a Laserdisc if you're really cool. <laughs> or buy on Blu-ray or whatever because because there is something intangible about about digital downloads. There's always that fear that suddenly the license is going to drop out or something's going to happen. You're not going to be able to access it anymore. But for watching, for day-to-day watching, for actually getting a chance to watch something, I would recommend this. I'm thinking about buying Mission Impossible Fallout because I want to see it in 4K and I don't want to spend 20 quid on the disc. Yeah, but you couldn't remember what happened in Rogue Nation. No, I couldn't remember what happened in Rogue Nation. You probably Rogue Nation. watched Rogue Nation. No, I remembered what happened in Rogue Nation. You said you couldn't remember last time. No, no, I remember Rogue Nation. I got it mixed up with the, with every other... <laughs> one of the Mission Impossible films. No, I remembered parts of Rogue Nation. I just... The problem was that I had the plane scene, which is in Rogue Nation, mixed up with the... Um, mixed up with the tower, the, the fucking... The, which is uh, in Ghost Dubai. Protocol. Yeah. Yeah, get them right, man. Jeez. Yeah. You and you... I like those films. No, no, I'm the only one out of the two of us who saw Fallout in the cinema. Yeah, why did you go see it in the cinema? I fucking love it. It was great. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I really had a good time. You been to see Robin Hood yet? No, I was thinking about it. No. I was thinking about it. I was thinking, if I get drunk enough, that'd be a great film. I don't want to watch it. No. No. I don't blame you. No, it sounds terrible. I mean, it's gotten terrible reviews, so I don't think there's much hope for it. It might be hilarious. Oh, um, I give I give this... Um, I give it Matthew McConaughey. I'm sure he'd be honoured. It's it's McConaughey Sons for Apple TV. It's the only Apple product I'll uh, I'll ever endorse. Give it Steve Jobs when he was alive and after no, he had a bath he was once a, fucking, a year. He was a fucking freak. Yeah, he was a fucking freak in a weirdo. He beat his wife, didn't he? He smelled bad. Did he? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, stank. I don't fucking care about that. But he was horrible to his wife. And he's a weirdo. He was really horrible to his daughter as well. Apparently, probably. But uh, but yeah, I give it Matthew Connery. It's it, you know like as I said, it's the one device I'd ever recommend, and it's really. Like, I think if Apple moved towards stuff like this more and stop with the really shit, terrible technology that they're making on the other side of things, it could be a really interesting prospect. This is the same chip they've got in their iPhones. Mm. So if it's the same chip they've got in their iPhones, why haven't they yet made a dock that you can just plug your phone into your TV and play 4K for your phone? Why haven't they done anything like that? They'd have to sell the dock and the cable separately, separate items. Exactly, and they can make a ton of money, Mm -hmm. and then people wouldn't have to buy Apple TVs, and they'd have to be buying their phones. They put a different connector on the the dock as well to the cable, so you have to buy an adapter. They make sure it's last year's dock, so you have to buy a new dock, which is going to cost more money. Look, all in all, Apple, they've got some shady practices, and they're shitty people, but they've made a good device. It's the one good device they've made. I would recommend it. Your review, Ant. Fuck you. Um... I guess I'm going to review Power Rangers. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I watched Power Rangers Mystic Force. Great. All 32 episodes. Yeah. Isn't that good of them? Yeah. Less less episodes than the previous series. Oh, less. Yeah. So Power Rangers Mystic Force is the 2005 Power Rangers series. Or was it 2006? Might be 2000, 2006. Um, and this is the one, that's, you know, it's after Harry Potter's come out and they've, you know, they've gone, hey, this is a chance for us to cash in on Harry Potter a little bit, do a magic-themed series. 
Yeah. Which is nice. I like that. Because it's been a lot of technology ones. It's a bit futuristic and all this sort of stuff. Of course, and, yeah. you know, these guys, they got magic wands that get turned into telephones because you have to have cell phones as morphers in Power Rangers. They yeah. all get cell phones for years. Um, but yeah, it's basically the whole story is a bit odd. There's like years and years ago, they could have tied this into Mystic Knights of TNR Nog and they didn't. Um, centuries ago, there was some battle and demons were stopped. There was like a big old door that shut them off from the human world and it was buried under the ground like miles away. And um, fuck off with that. Um, but they, yeah, they like stopped all the demons and stuff. And then centuries later, the demons are coming back. So they need a new team of Power Rangers to... Of course they do. Fight them. It's logical. Yeah. Um, weird thing with the series, it's 32 episodes long, and there's like about eight episodes in or so. Like the person who's been the villain for the whole thing just gets destroyed. And then another villain turns up who turns out to be like one of the previous Mystic Rangers in the past, but he betrayed them and went evil. And then like about 10 episodes from the end of the series, he gets blown up. Um, and then just like there's a new bunch of bad guys for the last few episodes that haven't been in it at all for the previous. They weren't even hinted at. Um, they just turn up and then they're the bad guys for the last bit. It's kind of weird. And I kind of feel like the Super Sentai show probably had more of a smooth transition between them or something. Yeah. Because they're just kind of, it's just like you've got three separate miniseries like cobbled together. Um, but that's the only thing that's a bit awkward in it. The show's actually, you know, pretty enjoyable, standard Power Rangers-y stuff. Um, they fight monsters each week. They learn lessons. They work in a record shop, which is trendy. Um, Kelson Henderson, you know, the reoccurring actor that keeps turning up in Power Rangers every series. Um, since Dino Thunder, he plays a guy called Phineas. He's got a funny voice. He's a problem. It's part, part the troll. He, well, he describes it as the unholy union between a, girl, uh, a um, goblin and a troll. Oh. Um, he, he's a bit of a rude boy. There's one bit where he's trying to explain how um, one of the characters happens to be known as the Light, as in the most powerful magician. He's like, well, your father's a magician... And your mother's a great magician. And they, uh, and he's like moving his hands around like he's trying to find a non dirty way of miming that they had sex oh. <laughs> in a kid's show. He's like, made you. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have all these little storylines going through. A lot of it focuses on the Red Ranger a lot because he's got, he's an orphan. He's an orphan. And, of um, an yeah, and you find out who is, you know, he's, no, he doesn't know who his parents are and then gradually finds out who they are throughout the series and it's dramatic and stuff does it turn out they're humans and he was cursed no no they're magicians they're just magicians and witches um, but yeah there's like loads of like little plot threads going on it's just a standard Power Rangers series it's fun they've got capes which is nice cool. I like capes who doesn't like capes yeah the first Power Rangers team to have capes are yeah. they yeah are they yeah, oh. yeah. Um, and when they transform their zords they don't actually have zords they turn into their zords Really? Or titans. Like, so they mutate? Yeah, they're not like they're not robots. They're like just giant titans. Like Shin into. Kamen Rider? Maybe. No, Shin Kamen Rider doesn't turn into a titan. But they just go giant and they fight like that as a giant. Which is weird because now they're having the fights and their giants are talking. Not them in a cockpit. Um, and, you know, there's all sorts of you know, neat stuff. I like it. I like, you know, they summon dragons and they combine together and stuff and... Use their magic for good. There's a really good three-part story in the middle of it where they've been getting a bit lazy and they've been using their magic to do loads of stuff casually. Like, you know, when they have to clean the record store, they use their magic to clean it. And when they want a pizza, they just magic pizza out of thin air and stuff like that. And it leads to basically them messing everything up and the bad guys getting hold of a genie and wishing the Power Rangers never existed. 
and it turns the entire world black and white because all the magic's been gone for the world. Yeah. And they have to find a way to earn back their powers, you know, while the whole world's black and white and no one remembers the Power Rangers and the monsters have taken over. And it's all, it's kind of weird to see a kid's show go black and white for a couple of episodes. A bit, bit arty for them. Um, at least it's not the musical episode they did in Mighty Morphin um, when Tommy was trying to sing and he cannot sing. That guy. He cannot sing at all. Although he did do the bit when they were morphing, he goes, it's morphin' time! Um, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, an, it's an enjoyable series. Um, it doesn't have any of that weirdness that Power Rangers SPD have where they were clearly edited around some more dodgy content from the Japanese show. You know, it's because SPD, quite clearly, they were executing every monster they defeated. Wait, was and, that the one they were turning into cards? Yeah, yeah, when they're police officers and stuff. And the thing is, you can have the Rangers blow up monsters most of the time in the previous series, but when they're police officers, you can't really have them executing cops because it's not justice really, is it? Um, it looks a bit dodgy, but they turn them into cards. And Mystic Force doesn't worry about that. Um, one thing that's quite weird, the, the monsters towards the end, the bad guys that turn up, they're all giants already, so they turn up in the world as giants and then shrink themselves down to make a bit more of a fair fight with the Power Rangers, which is going the opposite way to usual. Yeah, you probably want to... Keep that advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's some fun episodes here and there. It's like just entertaining stuff. Um, there's a weird genie guy. He's a bit irritating. Um, he's passable. We'll allow him. Um, none. There's an Australian ranger in the team, and I can't tell if it's because they wanted to add like some level of diverse idea of cast and stuff. Like you know, put some different types of people in there yeah. or because they hired an actor who can't do an American accent, which is very likely. Yeah. Although that's never stopped them before. In the there's been quite a few of them who just their accents just slip all the time. Um, but yeah, fun series. It's 32 episodes long, so it's the shortest Power Rangers series so far, and they only get shorter from here. Isn't it great? Hmm. But you can't wait. They can't I really, wait. Yeah. Well, the next series I've got to watch is Operation Overdrive. People say it's terrible, so can't wait. You're excited? Yeah, that's based on. Um, Friggin' one of the Sentai's go go Gekisu Sentai Bokenja, I think cool. it was. Um and they're both anniversary series. The Super Sentai and the Power Rangers series both synced up to be anniversary oh. episode years. Um they don't do much with it. There's there's I think there's an episode in Operation Overdrive there's a two part where they lose their powers and they have to pull other rangers from different time periods to make a team of the best of well, whatever rangers were available for filming that week. Um I think that's all they do in Operation Overdrive. There's no crossover in Mystic Force. It just doesn't have it. Mm. I guess it makes sense. The SPD team were in the future. Yeah. Not that they didn't time travel. Whatever. Rita Repulsa turns up. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was quite good because she, um, the actress who played Rita Repulsa, Machiko Sogo, died while they were um, after Mystic after Magi Ranger had aired in Japan and before Mystic Force had been finished in the US. So they worked her into the last few episodes, last two episodes. Um, she played a different character in Magi Ranger, and in this they called her the Mystic Mother, and they made out that in the past she was Rita Repulsa, and that she had like you know turned good because that, that's what happens at the end of the series. She gets all the evil taken out of her in Mighty Morphin, yeah. and she turned good. So they just little nice little reference to Rita Repulsa there, just to show Machiko Sogo before she died, you know, as a little tribute because everyone remembers her as Rita Repulsa, and it's you know it's a nice different woman doing her voice though, which is a bit weird. And it's a bit weird, like this late into Power Rangers having the character clearly dubbed over, which wasn't, which hasn't been a thing since the original series. But that was a nice little tribute to keep her in there. Poor lady, she died of, was it pancreatic cancer? Yeah, pancreatic cancer, she died of. 
Rest in peace, Machiko Sogo. Poor Rasaki out. Another one. <laughs> they keep dying. That's the thing with Super what? Sentai. Well, that's what happens with yeah. everyone. It's been going for f- like 40 years now, so so everyone's dead. Actually, the only ranger who's died from Super Sentai is Daigo. The one from Die Ranger. He's oh. the, out, of, out of the hundred and some odd rangers, he's the only one who's died. So that's not bad going, that's is it? That's not true. There was... Uh... No, what? in Diver Super Sentai. Oh, right. Of all the Super Sentai cast, no Power Rangers have died. Yeah. No, no Power Rangers have Trini? died. Oh, Trini died, yeah, she yeah. had a car crash. That was her own fault. Shouldn't have, uh, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> nah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, she crashed in a car on okay. September the 11th, 2001. You know what? Yeah, that yeah. got overshadowed by something else happening that yeah, day. Yeah, the release of the blob on Blu-ray for yeah. the first time. Yeah, Um. But yeah, Mad, Mad Mystic but Force. But you didn't know that was yeah. the day that the blob got released on DVD. Where the blob? That's what they were trying to stop. 1988. That's yeah. what. That's the year. That was the day in the year that the blob was released on DVD for the first time. Classic. This is the first release of the blob in ten years. The remake from 1988. It's a classic film. Oh, Just in case yeah. anyone's wondering what happened on September 11th, nineteen <laughs> two thousand and one. Nothing much. Nothing much. Just the release of the blob yeah. and Trini from Power Rangers died. I played Warcraft for a bit. <laughs> I think I was talking with my friend about the end of summer and... And then you went, oh shit, the remake of The Blob's out on DVD. No, no, I was talking to my friend about the end of summer and also we were talking about um, we were talking about the new Pokemon film that came out. Oh, was it Pokemon Movie 2? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pokemon Movie 2 or 3. I went to see the first one in cinema. So did I. Yeah, so did I. Pokemon the first movie. Very, very young I was an adult. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Uh, I was I was right, going to 1998. Yeah, I was 10. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was taking my cousins to see. It. That's my excuse. Oh, really? Yeah. They just they were out getting popcorn the whole of the film. <laughs> no, no, they watched it. They were well behaved. They sat there and they watched the film. <laughs> and they shut the fuck up. Cool, cool. Uh, many, um, uh, do you remember you... that had the theme tune "Oh, oh We're in Trouble" yeah. um, by Shampoo Uh-oh. on it? Yeah, just put it on end. Um, well, so did Power Rangers. Yeah, which movie. I also took some of my cousins to see oh, in the cinema. I went to go after see that. I went to see it once, and my family found out I'd been to see it. And said, "Why don't you take your cousins to see it?" Because we're at Butlin's holiday camp. Yeah. Like, because I don't want to go to the cinema with them. And they're like, "Take your cousins." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I had to take them to see Power Rangers twice in one week yeah. in the cinema. But at the once end of the week, I watched Batman Forever in the cinema. How's that? For the second time, because I'd oh, already watched it the week before. fuck's sake. Batman Forever. I saw Paddington in the cinema three times. Paddington 2. Uh, it's not as good as Batman Forever. No, it's yeah. better. And not as good as Power Rangers. It's better. The movie. It is definitely better. Paddington 2 is one of the best films of the last <laughs> ten years. Well, time will tell with that. This will be like you and Crush Groove again. <laughs> Crush Groove against E.T., wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking... I love Dogma. I love um, Crush Groove. Anyway, um, okay... So yeah. Fucking oh god, it's an hour and a half long already. Sorry, it's gonna be a quick one. All right, because everybody's already said everything that I could ever possibly want to say about Fallout seventy six. Oh, oh shit! Son. Um, all right. So Fallout seventy six, if you don't know, is a game. The newest game in the Fallout series. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. So it's a bit of a departure from Fallout four, uh, in that it is a MMORPG? It's... Uh, sort of. You can have about 24 players in the server, can't you? About so, 50. Right? Is it? I think it's about 50. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a massively... Well, it's a multiplayer online RPG in which you play the survivor of Vault 76. And you emerge on Reclamation Day and you are told to go forth and rebuild society with the help of other survivors or other people that are released on Reclamation Day. 
which just so happened to be the online players in the server you're on. Mm. Um, for anyone who hasn't played Fallout, it is a post-apocalyptic game in which the nuclear war has happened and um, China has gone to war with us. There, sorry, with America, um, and uh, the American nation is now nuclear wasteland. And for the most part, it's a survival game mixed in with RPG elements. It's Rust. It's kind of like Rust, yeah. but it's not Rust. So the reason it's not Rust is because although it's called Fallout seventy six. Well, yeah. <laughs> although it does have it has um, you have food and water that you have to consume. Um, that's about it. That's about it. There's no hammering away at trees to try well, and get What the hell kind wood. of survival game is it? There's no, like, trying to find stone. You just basically pickle the shit up as you would in the... <laughs> do, you, do you normally hammer trees to get wood? Yeah, yeah that's exactly how you get wood yeah, um, from trees, yeah. If you play Fallout 4, it's almost exactly I the same. I am a carpenter and I'm okay. <laughs> I hammer the trees all night and work all day. There you go. Yeah. Um, if you've ever played Fallout 4, it's a, it's, it's a very similar game to that. So you collect everything, trash it, and then use it to build stuff. And you can make turrets and stuff, make a little base and, and just defend that. Or you can go about the wasteland having a little adventure. Yeah. And all in all, it's it's nowhere near as bad as people are saying it, it is. There's a lot of... It is a bit of a shit show. But it's not an entirely unfun shit show. It is made by one of the biggest developers in the world. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah. at the same time, take into consideration they have the resources to not make a shit show. That's true. Um, okay, so uh, a few things that are good and there are a few things about it. I think that there is more good than bad, if I'm totally honest. I think that a lot of the stuff that's happening, a lot of the things that are happening, it's an online game that they are probably going to be supporting for years to come. We are hoping they're going to support for years to come. and I mean, it should at least have a similar lifespan to Evolve. Yeah, which is, <laughs> what, like a year? Yeah. Um, okay, the best so, thing about Evolve was the logo. It had a really good logo. Yeah. Do you ever see the logo? It had a logo? really good concept. Really clever logo. It had a really good yeah, concept. chase after a monster. For... But the problem is that they made it so that the monster had to run the same place that the people went. Like, if you'd made it so the monster travelled through trees and you put him in a forest, or if you had a monster that, like, had caves, and, like, it had a series of caves... It was just basically you chasing after some guy. Yeah. But they just they made it so that the monster had to run around like a person. They may as well just did a version of Kabaddi. They made a game. giant giant person. They went, oh, chase that person. Instead mm. of making it so that they had an environment. Like, mm. imagine if they made it so that there was a fucking creature that, like, say half the time the environment would be dark and the other time it would be light. When it was light, it had to stay within the trees so you could catch it in the trees and it would it'd be darking, ducking and darting around. Mm. And then when it was dark, it just flew around like a bat. And just fucking try to pick people off. That'd be great. That'd be fucking terrifying. Mm. <coughs> Back to Fallout 76. So Fallout 76. Um, the good. It is Fallout. And I love Fallout. So, you know, it's there. It's, Are they Fallout anymore though? I mean, it's it's <laughs> not isometric, you know, click, 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 Fallout. Well, the old Fallout games were like, oh, look, if we keep repeating the mistakes of the past, we're going to doom ourselves to desperation. New Fallout games like, everyone gets a nuke. Fucking fire nukes. It's hilarious. Well, yeah, so... The problem is that that because they've stripped away so much of the story in removing NPCs, and that's going to be in my bad side of things, there aren't any NPCs. Mm. So you get stories from robots, you get stories from logs and, and bits of paper and stuff like that. You don't get stories from NPCs anymore. Because you know, like before, it was like, I need some mutt fruit to make this. Can you go get me some? And then they, you get it from They give you mutt fruit and you get some experience. It's not like that now. Huh? 
It's more like you are following a path that someone else has determined and then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I know this information now. Cool. End of... And then you get experience points. I should have done it where, like, you set out and you have to start really early on. You build a little... Like, like a base to start it off. Yeah. And someone else, an NPC from the vault, takes up shopping that base and they become an NPC that can give you quests and stuff. Yeah. And then gradually as you build it, you build a bigger yeah. base... And it's populated with NPCs who can give you quests and stuff. Yeah. You go build another town, that's that. So you made like a and diamond, you made your like instance. diamond city. Yeah, that's like your instance. And your friends can join in. You can invite yeah. up to 20-odd people into your game, open it up, let them join in, let them see your thing. They can't mess with it. Yeah. But you should have done something like that, rather than just going, yeah, there's no one out here. But the whole point is that you're populating the area, so populate it. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so let me do the good first. It's more Fallout. It's like Fallout 4, it's like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. You know, and I like those games. I love those games. One of the key things about it is exploration. I love being able to go, I'm going to go east for a fucking an hour. I don't care. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to find some more brown shit and some dead dead trees. And more some other brown stuff. Um, So I like that. I like the exploration. And the the space is still there. The expanse is still there. And it's much in the same way that the Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas less so, because Fallout New Vegas kind of tricked you. If you went one direction... Towards like I think the more difficult area, you would immediately meet more difficult enemies. Mm. Now Fallout New Vegas is more like the old Fallout yeah. games. It's actually a role playing game. Yeah. So if you if you sort of like if you if you followed the quest path they first gave you initially, it would lead you basically in one direction, and then it would curl you around, and you'd come towards that that more difficult area, and then you go back mm. towards town. Whereas with this, I just sort of picked a direction to start going that way. I saw some big bosses and some big enemies. Like for instance. <laughs> Right now, I'm I'm only level 14, so I haven't put enough time in there for this to be like my official final verdict. So I'll probably mm. come back to this a few months down the line. But in terms of in terms of what I've seen so far, I've seen the giant bat creature, the scorch beast, and this thing flying in the fucking air. And I jokingly took a couple of pot shots off at it, and then just started launching these nuke waves at me. And like the nuke waves are like sound waves that are affected by the radiation. And, uh, Why did you shoot? It's a bat. They're endangered. And uh, and suddenly I found it so that one of my arms was broken and one of my legs was broken, so I couldn't run away and I couldn't shoot. But you deserved couldn't it. Couldn't shoot my two-handed weapon. And they just kept launching these things at me, and I just died. Um, and then the next time, I went back to the village where it's where it's basically nested, <clears throat> and uh, and this this little robot, one of the uh, you know the sentry bots, the like the triple-legged mm. things that wheel around. Yeah. Um, it basically somehow been disrupted by this this scorch beast. So this little robot, well, I say little, it's about eight foot tall, but this robot in the distance, I could just see it wheeling down and then awkwardly trying to veer through these cars and then finally stopping and then just launching at this thing with these guns. And this level 50 Scorch Beast was taking on this level 30 Sentry Bot. And I saw the Sentry Bots have to just go, uh, 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 and just really quickly slide down. And I saw the Scorch Beast just a millimetre off, another millimetre. And I was like, I'm going to shoot that Scorch Beast again. <laughs> Just took another pot shot off at it, and it just fucking killed me. Doesn't sound wise. It's no, it's not. But like, there's there's really really effective moments in here. Stuff like that. Like, I came to the town, and the first quest you get is like this Halloween quest because it's it's like stuck with all these like there's all these pumpkins everywhere that you have to collect for this for this. And because they wanted the game to originally come out of Halloween, probably. (laughs) Um, And uh, and and you walk through, and then I suddenly like the ground shakes, and you hear this. And then it rises up, like it rises up from this fissure in the earth mm. that's like glowing green. And you fucking, and it's just the imagery of it. It doesn't always look good, this game. Again, that's going to be in the bad side of things. But when it does look good, it kind of looks okay. Um, <laughs> and 
okay in a Fallout game is pretty spectacular compared to other games. I mean, look at Skyrim. Skyrim was a shit show when it first came out. But holy fuck, when you first saw a dragon, dragon did you first see a dragon? Like, you were like, I'm I like when they fight that fucker. I'm going to fight the fucking thing in a minute. I am going to chuck something at it. I'm going to get its attention. And I'm going to try and kill it. I'm going to die. But fuck you, dragon. I became Joe Pesci in, God, in Goodfellas. I was like, I may be small, but I'm scrappy. Fuck you, you tall prick. Um, and, yeah, we all more like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Yeah, probably. Um, one of the moments, one of the moments I had, because I was playing it before we did the podcast. One of the moments I had, I, I came to a swamp because my quest meant that I had to go to a cabin, and I veered off from the direction that I was meant to be going in because I wanted to go and see there was another light a location icon, mm. and it was a swamp. And I got to the swamp, and in the distance, there's this massive like gnarly tree, and I was like, oh okay, I wonder, I wonder, gnarly, I wonder what that is. And then all of a sudden, it started shifting and moving. But because it does shadows quite well. It's an end. Because it did shadows quite well. And so it got a little bit closer and then finally it came up. And it's level 50 and it's Murloc Queen. And it's just this Ah. massive crawling. And when you can see a little bit closer up, you see all these little fucking arms going underneath. And I was like, I was like, I really want to fight that. You sure you didn't load up Dark Souls? Maybe. Um, And uh, and God, like, that's the thing though. These are still Fallout moments. This is still a Fallout game. It's not fully formed yet. Mm. There's... It should have been early access. I don't know why they sped this along. Didn't they do that whole beta thing that was like for like three days yeah, or something? Yeah, it was a shit show. Yeah. They were just doing server tests. Yeah. They didn't do any tests in the actual game itself. I think there was probably internal testing, but I don't think anyone really spoke up or anyone... I don't know what they were planning no, to do. No, they'll test the game non-stop. It's just that the, the bosses decide how much budget is going to be spent yeah. fixing bugs. And the thing is, it's a Bethesda game, so the whole game is bugs. Yeah. It's going to get better. I think this is very much... Someone compa- I don't know how that company can be so big and they yeah. still can't make solid... Ga- they need to make something a bit smaller. Just yeah. do something a bit smaller for once. I <laughs> I heard someone mention this. I don't know if it was Funhouse or Rooster Teeth or IGN or, or some video game fucking website. Said, this some is... video game nerd. This is just like No Man's Sky. It's nowhere near as bad as No Man's Sky was when it was released, but in a year this is going to be exactly what they wanted it to be. That's the sad truth of this. In a year... Yeah, because Bethesda have a track record of actually improving the games, don't they, and fixing all the bugs? That they have from- to if it's online. That's the problem. The yeah, game is just online. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I see... Okay, London's this- out on Steam now. Go buy that instead. I see this getting better. I think this is going to get better. And that's why I'm saying that I'm going to review it. I'm going to keep playing it. And there'll probably be another review a couple of months down the line where I just say, look... This has been sorted. This hasn't been sorted. But yeah, it can be ugly. There can be a lot of glitched enemies. The animations can be shitty. And guns don't really work with live vats. Vats doesn't work as a live thing when people don't slow time. Um, And also, you are 100% better off starting the game using melee weapons and never using a gun. Mm. That's the truth of it. But it's still Fallout. I'm still enjoying it. Despite all the shit, I'm still enjoying it. I can't, I can't give it a wholly negative, and I don't want to give it a wholly negative review. I think that this this game can be great, and I have hope that they will improve it. But if they don't, and this is a depress- the, the depressing state of affairs that we have to deal with, I don't see myself sticking with this long term. But I will continue playing until I'm bored of it. So I give it, I give it uh, <laughs> so much harder to review. Yeah, which actor? That you can base this I on. give it an Adrian Brody. Would you get bored of playing with? I give it an Adrian Brody. <laughs> yeah. Predators was great. 
he was great in he's he's fucking incredible in any uh, in Paul Paul Thomas Anderson films. Hmm. Or is it W S Anderson? W S Anderson is the one who directed friggin' Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat. Paul Thomas Anderson is the one who directed Magnolia and uh, Boogie Nights. No, that's not right then. And who's the guy who directed the Grand Budapest Hotel? That's Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Ah. Yeah. I, I, it's, you so know. Sorry, confusing with Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Adrian Brody, <laughs> Adrian Brody's great when he's in Wes Anderson films mm-hmm. and he's, he's okay and other stuff, but for the most part, he's just forgettable in a lot of shit. This can be better. He, he has been terrible as well. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the film Dummy. No. So. Not, not a massive Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody plays a guy who's emotionally disconnected and can only speak for an eventualist dummy. And I saw it. I saw it many, many years ago because it was a Poundland DVD when Poundland first started doing DVDs. Mm. And uh, and I only realised just now when I'm talking about it is the perfect film for our age. You have so many people that can only talk through the internet because they feel like somehow they're being censored by life. But in reality, the dummy always just said shitty, horrible things to people, mm. and it was only hindering him in life. It wasn't until he got rid of the dummy he could actually say what he wanted to instead of being this po-faced acting little cunt. Um, by the way. Yes, that's for you, Gamer Gators, slash Nazis, slash Incels, slash everyone else. Fuck you all, Is you Comicsgate the latest thing? Is Comicsgate? What's Comicsgate? Um, they're upset that women are making comics. Oh, and no! And agendas. See, this is the thing, though. If you're a talentless little shit sitting in your mum's basement, sucking yourself off... If you're going to have anything to, get annoyed about with comics, it's the way the industry's budget killing itself by forcing comic shops to buy ridiculous amounts of copies of their comics that they're never going to sell. Yeah. You know, that's what's killing the industry, not friggin'... How about the fact that... Not you, Squirrel Girl being a bit chubby. How about the fact that those fucking same little fucking nerdy cunts that complain about everything keep buying those same shitty... Com- you know, Speaking of just- nerdy fucking cunts. Yep. Um, She-Ra. Oh, And the Princesses yeah. of Power. Um, that's on Netflix now. It is. It is. It is. It is. Nice, brisk 13, 12, 13 episode series. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Um, I enjoyed the motherfucking shit out of it. I um, have only seen one episode. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up watching She. I know you did. I know you did. Mm. Tell me I'm about that your old. experience. Can we? Can we do a quick? Can we? Can we do a nice little? Let's talk about Shira before. So, talk to me about your experiences with Shira before. So, how did you first start watching Shira? It was the other show that He Man was connected to. Was he actually so in it? it? And so you just in the first watching? episode. Yeah, yeah, they turn up. I think there's a couple of episodes where they cross over. And what was the general idea of Shira back in the day? He Man with girl. No, I mean like. What was the plot? So she, what was She-Ra's power? Oh, in the original, in the original comic, this one has very similar backstory. Let's but keep tweet. them separate because I want to just but quickly. Do no, this. I'll talk about the new one and I'll talk about how it connects. How it's similar to the old one. Can we just talk about the old one to set a standard? No, I want to know about the old one. I'll talk about it as it. I go along. Okay. Right, so the new She-Ra cartoon. Yeah. Um, everyone's gay. Fantastic. Um, that's fine if they really? want to be. Yeah, pretty much everyone is. We all see it's like The Walking Dead now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Do it. Whatever. Yeah. It annoys nerds. Do it. Um, so, story, story in the Shira, Hordak is the emperor of an empire. He barely ever appears in who the is series. Um, he's just a big evil man. Okay. Big evil man. He's the one who made Skeletor what he is. Yeah. Um, but Skeletor's not mentioned in this. Um, so, he runs this empire. They've got this fright zone. They call the area the fright zone. They're called the Horde. Um, and basically, there's this whole thing where... Everyone there isn't necessarily a complete piece of shit. They're just people, but they're all been fed the propaganda of those people out there. They're the bad ones, the ones on the outside. They're all Nazis and they're all bad and they're going to murder you. Yeah. But 
that one of the characters, Adora, who's been raised in there, she was abandoned as a baby and she's been raised and she's got a best friend, Catra, and she's been raised by one of the um, sorcerers who is called something of the old shadow thingy. Can't remember a bloody name. Okay. Shadow whatever. Shadow. Shadow Weaver. Ah. Um, so she's raised Adora since she was a baby and all Adora knows is the life in the horde and she her plan is that she's supposed to be leading a group she's been promoted to commander she's supposed to go out and lead a team to go take out a village somewhere yeah. that's not a village it's supposed to be a production factory that's making war machines that's threatening their way of life and all this sort of stuff Okay. and when she goes out and playing around with Catra to celebrate winning she finds a sword in the woods okay. and all this and she gets a sword and gives it the powers it's pretty similar to the original cartoon which was that Adora was a horde general, but she was like basically in that all blames taken off her because she was brainwashed into it. So she was given not like propaganda style, but literally like magic fucking with her brain. So she doesn't know what's going on yeah. and all that. She was apparently kidnapped at a young age because um, she's He-Man's twin sister. Um, but they take away that whole element of like, she's blameless for it. Because in the original cartoon, she gets knocked unconscious. She loses her memory, doesn't know who she was helps the rebellion against the Horde yeah. and then has to decide which side she believes in and she realises the Horde again. In this one, it's a much better that they've removed that brainwashing element mm-hmm. because she's got more, more agency <clears throat> there now. She like she realises that she's been lied to by the Horde and that she's been fed propaganda when she sees that they're not nasty people. They stick with her the whole time, even when they could have like, you know, left her for dead and stuff like that. That they like you know, all these little things where, like, you know, they realise that maybe she's not so bad because she doesn't run away when she has a chance to, mm. um, and all this. Um, the sword's been calling to her. She wants a sword, after all. Um, and then she really, when she gets to the village, and it's a nice place, and it's brilliant. She's never heard all this lovely music, and, you know, she hasn't had all this lovely food, and all these great things, flowers, and all this sort of stuff that she's never seen before. And she realises that they're not harmful. They're just, like, people. And then it gets attacked by the Horde, and she realises, oh, the Horde's been lying to us the whole time. And so she willingly joins them. It's not some brainwashing nonsense or amnesia bollocks. It's just she has the agency to decide for herself that this is what she wants to do, knowing full well what lies have been spread to her. Yeah. Um, I think it works really well for the series as it goes along. Like I said, the villains, none of them really come across as wholly evil until they have to be wholly evil. Like, they have arcs to them. Like, there's moments where they come across like a sympathetic person, especially some of the villains. There's um, Scorpina, who is like the most adorable woman ever. She kind of looks like Zarya, but with giant scorpion claws. You know Zarya from Overwatch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big butch lady. Um, she's awesome. She's like, just, she, she's a hugger. She's a fun person, but she's capable of being really friggin' evil. And there's other characters like that. Like, Catra is like, she's a bit of a sort of, not butch lesbian, but she's a sort of male-coded lesbian character. She's like, she loves Adora. Her and Adora are like best buds. Yeah. best friends and it's one of those things where like when Adora's sleeping at night Catra will be sleeping at the bottom of her bed curled up like a cat um, there's little things like that that come in she's blatantly like it's it's all done it's coded in a way where she's trying to win Adora back it's like the story isn't necessarily about her like stop, um, winning Adora um, stopping Adora being with the good guys the rebellion it's that she's upset that she's found something else yeah. and she wants her back and there's a whole prom episode which is brilliant where like yeah, that's really like at the forefront, and it's going to upset all the nerds who moan about um, shoehorning gay stuff into things. I imagine a lot of them won't even notice it's there, but it's not like it's not like any character outright says the stuff and then starts kissing or anything. It's like it's just done in a way where you know what's going on. 
I wouldn't right. even mind if they started kissing. This is the problem. Like, I, I don't want to see more kissing in kids' cars. <laughs> um, oh, that's true. But no, it's... But the thing is, what I want is I want to see someone who watches it is in denial about all the gay stuff and there's the subtle hints of trans stuff, trans characters and the non... You know, the gender stuff in it is like... It's not entirely binary on some characters. Yeah. Like some of them are given quite feminine traits. Even none of the male characters are like, like overly masculine or anything like that. Even Hordak's not a, a masculine character. He's portrayed as someone who's just pretty neutral. Mm. Um, but yeah, they there's no way they can deny it. By the time you get to the end, a thing happens at the end, which I won't tell you, but it is the gayest shit ever, and it's amazing. It's like you know when you see those memes where it's like someone eating up that gay shit. It's like me with that gay shit and they're pouring like a gallon coke down their front mouth or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. That end bit is like the gayest shit ever. When you get to it, you are going to fucking applaud. It's amazing. It is like the least subtle thing ever. It's, it's awesome. And it's how they beat the bad guys at the end. Um, but it's a fantastic little series. There's a couple of nice, um, like really good voice acting throughout it. Characters are quirky and weird. And um, they've picked out a bunch of characters from the original series and completely redesigned them and how they look and everything. Just a little bit enough of them so you know who they were if you've watched the original series, but they are they give them more unique designs. The original yeah. ones were all very like every character was either wearing some sort of swimsuit with a headdress on, yeah. or they were like wearing a long dress. And oh. that was about all the characters were in the original series, because it was all Barbie looking because they were designed by yeah. Barbie designers. Yeah. All the characters were. They weren't designed by the guy who did all that rock solid He Man artwork, you know. I think a lot of the male characters probably were designed by the He Man guys and she-Ra and friggin' Entraptor. Is that why so many people were pissed off they they haven't sexualised She-Ra? Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to fuck a Barbie. I think she looks fucking awesome. She's got she's got muscles on her arms. She looks healthy. She's eight foot tall. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a series. One of the characters joins because there's an eight foot tall lady. Um, it is it is literally a series created, a cartoon series created for children and for adults. Yeah. Um, but there's some, there's some just really good stuff in it. They, the first arc half of the series is them trying to get other princesses to rejoin the rebellion because years yeah. ago shit went wrong and it all fell apart. Um, and it's Glimmer, Bo and Adora going about. Um, Bo is somehow like, he's not as masculine as he was in the original series, but he's somehow less gay because he doesn't have a moustache. He's still got the heart on his chest yeah. armour, which was one of those things where like, oh, that's the male character the Barbie designers did. Mm. Um He's not like the other monsters in the original series had stalks on their eyes coming up on stalks and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not in it, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I think the lizard guy is. He's never said his name, but there's a guy and it looks like the lizard monster guy from Shira. Um But yeah, this just the first half of the series is that them getting together. The second half of the series, it turns a lot more dramatic and it gets more into Catra and Adora's relationship and stuff. Yeah. Um, and is quite a fun character. Like all the characters have their quirks and stuff. They are very. Steven Universe quirky yeah, yeah, sort of I've thing. Yeah, I've seen that. So a very similar design, which I don't yeah. agree with in Steven Universe. I wouldn't say a similar design. I wouldn't say no, no, similar, sorry, but... sorry. Art style, like colour, pastiche. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but I don't think it's it's an action cartoon. It reminds yeah. me more of stuff like um, Last Airbender and oh, okay. Avatar. Yeah. Like the action sequences are really nicely done. Mm. Um, the animation never, you never get that feeling of cheap animation you get with some of these oh, like, internet yeah, shows. You get the feeling that someone's palmed this off to Korea. Yeah, well, yeah. they all get palmed off to Korea. Everyone yeah. wants to get a palm off in Korea. But um, it's not that you're one where, you know, like where the animation might be a bit stilted or the, or you can tell when they've like cheaped out a little bit or they're reusing frames and stuff like yeah. that. It doesn't, I mean, the original She-Ra was the master of reusing animation. <laughs> so was the original He-Man. Like they, they yeah. would trace over they characters stole, just to reuse animations again and again. They stole the method of being cheap from Hanna-Barbera. 
um, I'd say Funimation, wasn't it? The ones who did the Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, Hanna-Barbera did way before then. You remember the Flintstones where you see the same yeah, six yeah. times over But there was like those, um, there's the Spider-Man cartoons, isn't there, where some sequences of it are literally traced over a Robin Hood cartoon. Yeah. They'd done a few years earlier. Um, but this one, yeah, it's just brilliant animation. They've got some of the weird vehicles in there that you remember from... Yeah, okay. it's it's got a lot of things where it pays a little bit of tribute to the original show. And I mean, nice I, ways. I have no problem with this. Like, if the weird thing that I find is that you have two sets of people that are watching the new series, you have, and the problem is as well, like I, the thing young I kids are going to love it. Like, they're going to go in blind to it, not knowing, yeah, any of the original stuff and how sort of like how steeped in the eighties the original show is, which is fine. Like. You know, they drew She-Ra as a big, powerful woman in the original cartoons, and they made her glamorous yeah. and all this sort of stuff. But that stuff's not what works today. It's kind of cliche to do that sort of no, thing now. The thing that I find interesting, like the point, the point I was trying to make is that there are a bunch of people that love this show from the 80s. Hmm. Like, they really loved it. And whether they were girls or guys, they loved it. And now there's two sets of people. It's not about people loving it. The thing is with She-Ra, it's not as well regarded as He-Man was. Well, you've got these people that are very dedicated to it. In different He-Man ways. shouldn't be well regarded. You've got lots of people that have a positive, positive yeah, outlook positive on memories. it. And you've, somewhere down the line, one group of people went, cool, great, more She-Ra. And the other group went, that's not my She-Ra. Mm. So everyone was watching the same same TV show. So what about those two groups are going... This looks great. This is She-Ra. You know, I can't wait to see And then the other side is going, that's not my She-Ra. Yeah, some I, this people is are shit. scared of things being different. Is it's it like the, just that? Yeah. Like, was there... Is there... Because... It's people who make judgments before they actually watch the thing as well. Like, you know, Transformers, right? I love my Transformers. There's been about a million iterations of it. Yeah. I do watch each one, and then I decide if it's any good. And I can tell you which ones are good or not. Like, the original Transformers, great. Series gradually peters off a little bit. Beast Wars, fantastic. Beast Machines can suck a dick. Um, friggin' Robots in Disguise, the animated series, pile of crap, Armada, crap, Energon, yeah. crap. I thought Armada was all right. Uh, they, they they have a decent story, but they they get cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They started looking really crap. Um, the animated, Transformers animated, loads of people don't like that cartoon. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. It's like Teen Titans. Transformers Prime, badass. I watched yeah. that. I hate the designs on that cartoon. I think they look stupid. Is that stupid. the one with thick lines? No, it's the CGI one where everyone oh, looks yeah, all yeah. pointy and stuff. Everyone's got pointy... Think, I think it looks yeah. stupid, but fantastic freaking car. And The Rock was in it. <laughs> he was Cliff Jumper in oh, the first episode. That's cool. Yeah. Um, he dies straight away. He <laughs> murdered Cliff Jumper in the first episode. Um, but do yeah, I like it. Uh, do you think his um, role in The Wrong Guys is. <laughs> mm, maybe. But um, there are people who are going to moan about Thundercats, that new Thundercats series. And they can moan, right? But you had your badass Thundercats remake about 15 years it's ago, like, no, and just, no one freaking watched it. I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't get... I just, it could be different. No, but I know, but like, I just I just don't get people that... It's either they're sexualising a cartoon because of their own, or they're scared because this thing that had these very overt homosexual tones, or just, or just accepting tones for all sexuality, just whatever it had... There is one group of people that have seen that and that's what they've run with and that's... Because they are fans making this. Hmm. They're fans of the original series and they've gone, yeah. well, clearly this person was gay. This is this is someone having a relationship with this well, person. So the characters are like, very different to the original ones. They're just, like, in terms of the characterisation, there's a lot more to them than there yeah. was in the original so cartoon. Because the original cartoon it. is 2D. Someone's it's watched like the cartoon. Two-dimensional. Someone's watched the cartoon and they've gone, well, this is a natural progression for these characters. These are the stories I want to tell. They haven't gone, this is... 
time to insert some LGBT shit into this. They've gone, these are the characters. No, they're, very, they're very different from the original show. They're not the characters. It's like the, the characters in the original show, there's barely anything to work yeah, with. Yeah, no, but that, that's what I mean. So they, they have to change I mean. it. They've seen completely. them and they've gone, this is naturally what fits the storyline. This is she rather than these is, days. Yeah. Modern day. But it's not just modern day. You've got to remember that everything has tangible links to the original series. So the whole idea, like you say that there's references to the toys, yes, but the actual story itself, thematically, there are links. There are mm. It's the similar plot. So there's all this stuff that's developed. So someone's watched it, and in their mind it's developed into this thing. And then another person's watched it, and it's not changed. So is that the difference? Is it the fact that there are people that are willing to accept this stuff, and they've seen it, and they've no, seen no, it's, it? Beyond... It entirely comes down to people moaning no, because it's not the same has, thing. There has to be... That's what I mean, though. That's what I mean. Like They don't people, like it's not for them anymore. Like, if I was to watch a James Bond film, and suddenly James Bond was kissing a guy, I'd be like, that that makes sense, James Bond. I actually think it's kind of weird that James Bond hasn't had to seduce a man yet. That's what I mean, though. Like he's, like he's a super spy. Of course he's going to have to fuck a guy every so often. I mean, Blofeld was into him. Why didn't he fuck Blofeld to get to the secret codes? I mean, you watch the video for Genghis Khan by... Um, by um, I can't remember the name of the musician. But the whole joke is that there's a guy with partly gold face who's facing off against a, a James Bond character type and he's got the slow laser beam going in towards him and he... And just at the last minute, he shuts it off, and and he's like, he's like, go, just go, leave, like you always do. And the guy, James Bond, as he's running out, he stops, and he, it, there's this realization that this dance they've been having, it's just, mm. it's hidden, hidden layers. Oh, like there's love. a relationship that's built below, and then they start dancing, and then suddenly it cuts to them having breakfast, and they've got the the villains' kids are there, <laughs> and they're in a gay relationship, and it's because the whole time they didn't realize that the reason he wanted to kill him so bad wasn't because. You know, he just didn't want anyone else to have him. He's watched him seduce all these people. and was Like, it just it, in my head, I can see... If I'm watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 80s, and I watch it from the 2000s, and then I watch it from, like, like the series they had a couple of years ago, and then the new one, I'm like, I can see how this happened. I can see how the changes happened, and it makes sense over time they've developed into this thing. Like, like I, I watched the newest... Develops. It's more like redesigning it for the modern age. And yeah, but... For like, what kids are into today, because it's a kid's show. Yeah, I know, but every time that happens... Kids are into lesbian shit now. <laughs> every time that happens, the people that, before that, the, the people yeah, that made it, who don't want it to change. These are all fans that are making these series. The people that get involved in these projects aren't super high-paid TV executives. Hmm. They're people that are, like, drawing She-Ra in their fucking notebooks when they're kids, and then when they're old, they're going, you know what would be cool if She-Ra, like, fought like a dragon, um, and then she lesed off with someone. You know, and like, there's there should no have been problem. some lesson off of people in there. There's, there's absolutely no problem with any of this. Yeah. But there's like a subset of people, like I said, that just don't want it to change. There are people that consider the 80s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series to be good. Yeah. I don't know if they've watched it recently or if they only watch and they go, oh, like... If That's I look the thing, like- people who hold He-Man and She-Up die, regard, they're campy stuff, but they're not They're not great cartoons. Like They don't hold up as well as like Transformers does. The original Transformers series still holds up quite a bit. Is it like toxic nostalgia? Is that yeah, something that we're coming maybe. across now? It's just they want it not to change. It's literally it. But what what about a person makes them that way? Because like, they're twats and they're scared I... of change. It's literally it. They don't want things to change because they don't feel they feel like they're being left behind and stuff isn't for them anymore. And it's like, no, it's not for you because you're in your 30s now or whatever. Of course it's not for you. It's for kids. Just sit back, watch it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's Your original version doesn't go anywhere. You can go back and watch your original She-Ra if you want. Yeah. If you want your badass Thundercats, you can watch the one from the early 2000s. If you want some badass He-Man style action, you can watch the He-Man cartoon from the early 2000s. That was really good, Cartoon. Yeah. It was a really solid Cartoon. It's you so know? confusing to me. Like, this is weird. It's, it's the a, same It's the same with anything. It is the same with anything. There's people moan about Star Trek and stuff, and I like... I've always seen Star Trek as a show and a series of films where 
the style changes each time. Like they do an action one, they do a serious one, they do a sci-fi one, they do one that's dealing with God complexes, one's dealing with society and stuff. Yeah. So when people moan about Star Trek Discovery being all dramatic, high intensity action and being like one long story, yeah. like that's just how modern stories are told nowadays in TV. And it's fine. I would love a new Star Trek series that's more like Next Generation, but we've got the Orville. Yeah. If you want that. It's got a few bit a few potty jokes in there here and there, but whatever. It's actually a really good Star Trek series. Yeah. Um and people moan and it's like it's just it's not for you. You don't have to watch Discovery. Read the Wikipedia if you're that worried about catching up. It barely fits into the timeline anyway. Um are these are these <laughs> the people that are getting stuck into this and the people that are obsessing over this and the people that are they more of these toxic internet types? Is there like a subgroup that oh, I'm... They're, they're, a lot of them you'll find, a lot of them are twats. Yeah. But there's just... It, it's just it like, it's the it, same people. They're scared of change. They're scared it, of being erased and all that. It's the same thing. Yeah, but is it, again, is it is it the same group of people that I keep encountering when I'm saying that people are good and we have the capacity to be these amazing things and we can do these amazing things? Is it the same people that that I say that stuff and then I find out that like one of them shot a bunch of people or like I find out another one blew someone up or I find out that they're connected to the fucking clan. Is it like is that it? Is it just yeah, that group of down, people? They're scared of being erased. So it's just a there's just It's like the Brexit voters. They're scared of being erased by foreigners coming into the country. And that's what I it think over. it is. That's what I think it is. It's like I the think... gamer is scared that, that video games are being played I by think, girls. I think that these people are just gamer gayers. That's why yeah. I keep that's, that's what I mean. People. That's what I mean. I think that this is like it's just I think that- there's probably plenty of people who look at it and go, I don't like that art style and they probably jump to a conclusion too early. Like the fun I mean, I can see why people got angry about the Thundercats redesign yeah. for the new one, because that is very different. But at the same time, you haven't seen it yet. Is it like is it a at genuine least, reaction? Wait. Or is it just people going, Oh, it's really funny that people get worked up about this? People love to get re- overreact to things straight away. On the internet, your reaction is the thing. You need to react instantly. But I'm just and then you need to do a podcast where you just review <laughs> stuff every I'm, two weeks. I'm, I'm having. I am just. I think I'm having just a crisis of humanity. I think I've gotten to the point now where, like, I go out and I do charity events and I meet people that are similar to me and they go like, "Yeah, no, Ooh, we do this because so great." No, I don't do it for that. I do it because I like. You to came do... back with a sticker today that said, "I'm great." You bought it for yourself on I, the way I, <laughs> with the charity money you earned. Earlier. Yeah, I the all twenty p. Uh, yeah. I genuinely, I genuinely like doing that stuff because I think that it helps the world. I think that the idea of Gaia isn't completely removed from reality. Well, from Captain Planet. No, from played from, by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I think the idea of Gaia. I think the idea of the world being something that needs to be healed and like energies and things like that. I know it's it, it yeah, the latest hippie-ish. way to stop climate change. What? A good small nuclear war would help reverse climate change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, don't give him any ideas. Like my my biggest my biggest problem is that I just. I just don't associate with a lot of people anymore. If you don't understand it, then shut up. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. I just don't understand. Yeah, it. She was really good. It sounds good. I've watched one episode. I fucking loved it. Um, yeah. Like it's a really strong opening. Those first two yeah. episodes are great. Um, the following ones are more episodic, like this week we're doing oh, this, okay. this week we're doing that. And then for the last like six episodes, it's like an epic. The prom episode is the big turning point. I think that's episode eight. Mm. And that's where everything shifts and you get like the big finale stuff okay. setting up. So I'll um, keep an eye out for that. And I'm looking forward to the next series. And I want them to do a really super overtly macho He-Man cartoon mm. that is also gay as shit. Oh, well, like so every so often He-Man like stops and he just does the... You know Red and Stimpy? I want an episode where... Man at Arms is upset because he's the only one who's straight yeah. and he can't bang Teela. That's his daughter. 
I want I want an episode. Evil Lynn is also bored housewife because Skeletor is constantly going, Chase me, He-Man, chase me! I want, oh, you almost caught me! I want there to be an episode in which He-Man slays a bunch of people and then he stops to do one of those, you remember the exaggerated Ren and Stimpy scenes? Hmm. He like pouts his lips Looks and they're shining. Painted. And like from off off side comes a chapstick. <laughs> and then it cuts out and he's just like <laughs> like that. It says Grey Skull on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Victory flavoured. <laughs> he walks in on Ram Man and Mechanic. No, no. And they're just no, looking no. at Mechanic with his trousers down. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's not the only thing that's I always I always wanted in a show for there to be a strip poker scene. But they're still in the innocent phases, and there's just one sock, like on the table. And I want someone to walk in and go, "Are you guys? Are you guys playing playing poker for socks?" It's like, yeah, socks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like that. Like that's what I want. Because strip poker doesn't start with the trousers, kids. If you're playing strip poker and you're taking your trousers off first, rookie mistake. You know, skeletal and beast man are banging. Yeah, like, and also the belt does count as a separate piece of clothing. Don't listen to that asshole who's trying to get you naked quicker. Beam of poker. Show him who's boss. And then, if his dick looks weird, leave. Hmm. Regardless of what what gender you are, if, if you're looking at penis and it's weird, leave. Yeah. If you're looking at a vagina, it smells funny, leave. If you're just not happy with the situation, leave. Remember, you're the champion of your own gender fluid. That's disgusting. What? I'm giving I sex don't advice. Gender fluid on my face. Oh god, I love having gender fluid all over my face. The only problem with growing a beard. Is that every so often it Do you does really? You want to carry on that <laughs> sentence? It does look like you're a bit of a. It looks like you've been eating pudding, but you don't have a spoon. When you spunk in your own face. <laughs> yeah, when I spunk in my own face. Hmm. And when you've been snowballing with the boys death. down at the. When I had to beat him to death with his, his own, own shoes. <laughs> um, that was Ant, the pilot sorry. in Phantom Menace. One well, of the pilots in yeah, Phantom no, Menace. Yeah. Is yeah. So, Ant, so you recommend the Shira cartoon, and we've and I've obviously had a mental breakdown during this mm. segment of the show. I mean, at the beginning, I had a bit of a one when we were talking about Christianity. But anyway, never mind. This was Crow Apocalypse episode 98. Two away from episode 100. What are you up to next week, Ant? You're going away, aren't you? Yeah. <gasps> going to Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Going to play games and watch Super Sentai. Cool. When are you back? Uh, Monday night. Cool. All right. So the um, house better be fucking tidy. It won't be. Um, there better not be hairs everywhere. There might be. If I find Daegu poo in the floor in the bathroom again. Did you? Yeah, there's Daegu poo. Over I was probably attached to my sock. Well, you'd chucked load in the toilet and not flushed it. Uh... And it was all over the floor. What? Yeah. Yeah. You dropped a bunch of it on the floor. Sorry. Um, I, was cleaning, I was cleaning up after Stan. I won't do that again. I'll give him a that. toilet. I was very tired. Get his he own toilet. does not shit in a toilet. I think he had a toilet and he did not shit in that toilet. Shit everywhere but that toilet. They're mobile pooers. He poos whilst he's running. It's yeah. amazing. I wish I could. Yeah. You can. You can just come out if you s- believe. Yeah, just firm. Yeah. <laughs> no droplets. Just straight out your well, shorts. No, I was thinking, I was thinking, shorts. I was thinking I might put your Christmas present in here whilst you're mm. away. Because mm. I have did a Christmas you? present for you. Oh. You're really going to like it. Am I? Didn't cost me very much. It's so AIDS. It didn't cost me very much, so don't be upset. Okay. Even though you're going to love it. Yeah. Don't be upset that it didn't cost me very much. Okay. Cool. Can we end now? Because this is a really long podcast. Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. This has been episode 98. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find Ant at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. He is also the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube ever. How many many listeners? Followers? Subscribers? subscribers? Same as always. No, it's not. 718. That's gone up. By like one. 
Yeah, but that's still no one's up. watching the Animal Crossing video anymore. So, oh shit, we got to do another Animal Crossing video. I've got to wait until next year because it'll be five years since I did the last oh. one. You could do a. Could you do the mobile game, the Mobley Bobley game? No, because I'm going shit. All right, Mister Judgmental. Okay, well, uh, you can find me at Grid Apocalypse on Twitter. Yeah, and on YouTube, but I don't really post anything because ants so good at videos for me to compete with him would be foolish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why PewDiePie is going to quit. I mean, I've heard rumours that he's going to start his own Mellow Gaming channel, but he's afraid of Mellow Gaming. Let TMZ do with that as they will, that breaking news. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to find out what we're doing, you can follow either of us on Twitter. Um, you just said that. Occasionally stream or whatever, sometimes, don't we? Sometimes yeah, we do yeah. stuff. Um, as always, have a good week. Trump fucks kids. Uh, the church is full of pedophiles. Incels are just really ugly guys who can't get girlfriends. I think they already know that, don't Most they? Most of them smell. Most of them probably smell quite bad. They do neck exercises, which is the thing I found out. Yeah, so they have this whole obsession with their neck. Anyway, that's besides the point. It's not because you got a weird neck that people don't want to fuck you. It's because you're a weird person in general. You probably get off the internet and go talk to a woman. Boost up your neck muscles. Oh, also, by the way, yeah, women don't owe you sex. Um, and also, it's unless they're a prostitute and you've paid them, and they still have the right to say no. Yeah, but exactly. As and, an exchange of, but you can ask for a refund if they say no. Yeah, and in regards, unless you do something weird. Yeah, and in regards to being nice to women, it should be the same as being nice to men. Be nice to people just because it's easier to be nice than it is to be a prick. Being a prick takes effort. Being nice is effortless. You know how you can tell that because most people are just nice human beings that go about their business. Uh, and always, as always, Nazis are hate-filled, closeted weirdos who just feel like, for some reason, everyone owes them something and, you know, just a bunch of other crazy shit. Also, Christians with guns is an oxymoron. You cunts. All right, Anne, you got anything to say? You're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Trump Fox Bye. kids.